Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in league, Holden Cup player Nathan Brown auditions for the role of Nate Miles in Rugby League, the musical. Hey, Ricky, here's a fun. Next time, think before you win. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Captain Murder claims his next victim, a pretend Queenslander. And we preview all of the action for round 16 of the 2013 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 126 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, um, intro stuff, uh, Facebook's still going crazy, we've probably uh, thrown another 150 likes on wow. in uh, the last week, which is probably about 300 over the last two weeks. Killing it. Which is fucking pretty funny, because I mean, <laughs> up to that point, remember how we barely scraped over the 1,000 before yeah. the end of last season? So now, if we're sitting on like, you know, between 1,400 and 1,500, that, and we've thrown 300, we've pretty much like in the first how many weeks of the, the season, we've uh, we threw like 100 you know, let's say 150 max, probably probably close to about 120. Yeah, it was crawling along, even with yeah. like massively pimping it out. Yeah, and now hour. it's it's reached that kind of uh, that critical mass where it's just um, now you notice when we put posts up on there, you see people not even commenting on the post, but as they comment, they put like you know their friend's name in there to get yeah. them to the post and that, which is great. That's the kind of thing that you know starts getting things moving a bit, which is great. Um, feedback. I love doing the feedback part at the start of the show. Um, that we've done over the last, you know, couple episodes. It just makes us feel like we're not just shouting into the fucking rabbit hole. We're actually, yeah. people actually, and you know, the noise that we get back is not just the sound of our own voices echoing. Yeah. Which sounds cool. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I mean, I'll listen to that all day. It's beautiful. But it's also nice to, um, you know, get makes people me want to shouting back. Sorry? Listening to my own voice makes me want to get sexy. Hmm. Makes them love. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I don't know if we if we just outright ignored people's feedback before, or if it's you know it's kind of like a self perpetuating thing in terms of you know you know we've been putting it out there so people are giving you know giving more back and stuff. But whatever whatever the case is, it's um it's very good, and we love it. So keep it coming. Yeah. So um, our popsh, he's uh, oh, said that of, yeah he said of last of last week's uh, episode, he said Nate, that was one of the best rants I've ever had the pleasure of hearing. Read the manly re- recap hash top three for sure. Wow. I don't know. I've done, how many rants have I really done? One, the one two. before Manly played St. George in yeah. the first round of the finals that wasn't, that, that wasn't so much a rant, though. That was more like a, you know, like Mel Gibson in Braveheart, like rallying the troops before the, you know, before the battle kind of thing. It was a fucking rant. It was. Fu- it was. It, it was in it, every sense of the word. It, it was an epic pep talk. It was up there with Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday. And, you know, it was up there with the guy with the fucking Kansas Solo and... Shoving sending Kansas all over up asses, and you know the old guy. You could just see the desire. It was, it was, it was up there with those greats. It's beautiful. It was, it was fantastic. It's a beautiful thing. That, someone, that's my personal favorite. Someone should cut that out. 
and then like cartoon it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How's that? But uh, that was that was my personal favourite, and I don't think you you. I don't think really anything. had a huge. And I mean, I don't even think this one was a huge, huge randy. I mean, this one turned. Fuck into, off. This one turned into like some in, in the you know it was more like comedy where I was just you know no, really just trying to be you. And and just and just talk and failing sh- and because talk, you're actually team. trying to be like you're actually seriously upset and you got all all cut and I was listening to it back because people were saying about how ranty you got so I sort yeah. of found the place in there and um I was listening to it back and you accused me yeah of trolling you <laughs> how fucking dare you and how but, you how dare you get upset at that let's 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 be, let's be real here. This is entertainment, and no one's really upset. I mean, in fact... Bullshit, I get upset every week. I go really? home, and I'll, I'll, my adrenaline, I don't go to sleep for fucking hours once I get home. Sorry, mate. Actually, it's not true. I almost fall asleep on the way home in the car. <laughs> yeah, drive 100 metres down the wrong side of the busy fucking road. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, yeah. But by the time we came to the show, it was Tuesday, and, and you know, it was a Friday night game, I think, so it was, you know, it was well and truly processed and over it and everything, but I still had to make my voice heard. <laughs> um <laughs> GT351 underscore John said, uh, well, it's hard to understand because it's not really in English, but he said, I think he's saying, a big LOL at this week's episode of This Week in League. Skip the whole Manly review as it's complete bias rubbish. Other than that, it's worth a listen. Exactly. Just begrudging. That's 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 grudging praise right there. Because <laughs> he's not very happy. He wasn't very happy after that game. He didn't nah. like hearing how, cheat, how, how big fucking cheats his team were, etc. <laughs> um, Paraman Mark 2. He said, I finally finished this week's This Week in League episode. Funny as fuck episode. Even the Manly review was tolerable. I tended to agree Manly were robbed. And then we had some other stuff come through, not specifically about that, that last episode. Um, Year of a Panther said, I just uh, gizoogled the tw- This Week in League tweets and I'm literally <laughs> losing my shit while I read, especially the top one. So if, if, you're on, if you want to do this, go to gizoogle.com. And, um, you know, as if you know, Snoop Dogg was saying it, basically, like G-I-Z. And um, you type in the, the the URL for our Twitter account, and it basically just, you know, gangsterizes, you know, stuff. As it is, it is very some funny. talented people out there, eh? Yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. Um, it, you know, it's funny reading, you know, reading the things that we said, and then you look at it all, you know, with stuff thrown in there. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> um, this one, we got two tweets separately from uh, two different uh, people, and... Um, uh, our, our mate CA Photo 10, he came in on this uh, after the, the, the originator, Chambo33, came in and said, and this is basically pertaining to Sunday afternoon football. Now, did you watch the Sunday after the Channel 9 no. Sunday football? After listening to Rabs talk about my lanta and the numerous ear bleeds I've had from R. Warren, I've decided you two should take over. Well, it's possibly the smartest thing he's ever said. I mean, Channel 9 would lose their license or whatever they, they have to do to maintain and operate a television station. <laughs> That's one thing. Surely not. <laughs> Surely, well, maybe it wouldn't be on, wouldn't be called Channel 9. Well, that, what he's saying is like, you know, we commentate Sunday, you know, like Channel 9 football games. Yeah, I understand that. I understand. But So we're on Sunday football, or we're doing Friday night football, and that Manly Bulldogs game goes down. And I'm just like, screw Shane, you fucking stupid cheating cunt. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I mean, people would like, people would It'd love it. It'd have to be. It'd people have would to put be it on, on something like, oh, I don't know what you'd call it. You know how you've got Go and Jam public, and all that? Oh, like a, like a, a secondary yeah. digital channel that no one... Where you, you know, and there's, it's, as soon as you hit the, the click on that channel, yep. you get it, You have to, like, are you over 18? 
and go through all these rigorous fucking screen testing before you get to listen. Okay, it sounds like it sounds like what you're describing is like a a, a, blo- a block a block screen on the internet. So, and we're on the internet now. So, really, what you're saying is we shouldn't change anything and shouldn't actually be television commentators. I'm just all. saying, if someone wanted to offer us big bucks to be television yep. commentators, and you know they wanted to minimise the amount of complaints they were going to get from the people viewing it, yep. make them go through the little bit of a screening process, saying, "Do you object to these sorts of words? If so, you know, there's a door. Fuck off, fuck back off to bingo. Yeah, watch <laughs> Channel not. Nine with Rabs. Exactly. <laughs> he talks about my Lanta. It's probably right up your alley. We talk about get fucked. You know, if, the, if the NBN ever came through, you know, to the door here at Lifehouse Studios. We could easily do something like that, like, you know, over the internet during the course of a game. We'd need to practice first, but... Well, because <laughs> once you... Well, like, if it wasn't just us, yeah, Roy and HGing it, yeah. just literally talking shit, and we had to actually commentate yeah, yeah. per se on the game. Well, you'd have to treat it like Roy and HG do and just, you know, assume that people are actually watching the telecast. You know what I mean? I reckon we should try it. I'm, I, I Not will. this season. Yeah. No, because I, I will agree, commentary is, is fucking hard. So, you know, for for all the, you know, harsh words people want to say about Rabs, like, yeah. fucking quality caller, as when far he's as calling the, game the game goes. When he's calling the game. It's some of the other bullshit, which you could imagine some Gen Y fucking tool loss working for Channel 1 going, hey, and you could imagine Rabs going, who, who is this fucking moron? I just want to sit here in my tracksuit with my binoculars and call the game, and all of a sudden... Gen Y over here, his name's probably fucking Beach or something like that. He tells me I've got to make small talk with Gus. Oh, I can't stand Gus. He shits me. But I've got to make small talk and we've got to have this little rivalry thing going on. You know, I could just imagine what's going on in Rabs. You reckon, you reckon that's the way it plays out, do you? I don't reckon Rabs gives two fucks about making small talk. I reckon those. I reckon, I reckon him and Gus do make the small talk because they're fucking old. And that's what old people do. Annoying fucking small talk. They also let out, like, uncontrolled farts. Can you imagine the commentary box there with those two in it? Yeah, it'd be pretty humid. No wonder Gus's hair went grey. Yeah, it'd be pretty fucking humid in there. Anyway, CA Photo 10 came in after that tweet and said, This brings me to my tweet to you blokes last week. Is Rabs the great commentator we are led to believe? Hash discuss. Now, you would argue that yes, he is. In a pure commentary sense? I would say he was. He's fucking nowhere near it now. Now he's getting people's names wrong, players' names wrong. And, like, he's getting, like, I, I can't think of the exact example, but it was literally the other week. And let's just say, for argument's sake, he called it was Justin Hodges when it was actually Jack Reed. Like, it was something where they, they couldn't even be fucking, they could be further removed. I guess they spend so much time, you know, there's generally one player in each club. Okay, even Parramatta has one. So Jared Hayne. Yeah. Benji. Greg Inglis. But Benji, what's um, Benji? Are you talking about shit players? Benji's done fuck all. But you watch a Tigers game with those guys commentating it. Oh, yeah. He's and all they talk about, oh, Benji Marshall, that, that try was made possible because Benji Marshall was five fucking players away from where it all happened. Yeah. And thank God for that, I say. Because probably if you had been any closer, we would have fucked it up. Yeah. But that, because well, Benji really, was on the field. You fully turned, eh? No, not at all. I love Benji. But what I'm saying <laughs> is... There are times where he gets credit for things that he's got nothing. You know, to do where with, other yeah. players have had far bigger plots to play. Yeah, and it's like Benji Marshall started that. 
because the defence fell off the player the who ball. ultimately scored the try because yeah. they were scared of what Benji was going to do 60 so, metres across to the fucking right. I think they spent so much time focusing on those guys they fucking forget about the other <laughs> bunch yeah. of players on the field. Yeah, but I, I think I think that Rabs is definitely losing it. Happens to everybody, um, you know. There's no no disrespect Hell, it's even or no to us. no shame, no shame or you know disrespect or anything. I just think that yeah, I think he's past it, um, and I would like to see, you know, them eventually, you know, get him out of there. And I really think that he should never be paired with Gus because that's when they're most aggravating. Some people watching Twitter, you're like they're absolutely fucking delighted by the dumb shit that those two carry on with and the mock arguments and stuff. But I just I get so fucking aggravated by it. I can't stand it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Um. But then, you know, Vossi's doing the New Zealand Warriors games. See, Vossi goes all right if you put, like, a good person with him. Yeah. I, I mean, like at the moment, he's, as got a fucking, he's got Halligan with him, who's an absolute yeah. dipshit. I think Vossi's unfortunately been dragged down to, to like, the Kiwis yeah. level. Yeah. But his, his call still is his quality. Um, but, you know, I just hear him talking about where people went to school and yeah. talking, you know, I think he's starting to get a bit of a Kiwi twang. Yeah. Well, that's no good. We can't be having that. No. Uh, yeah, I I think this, the thing with Channel Nine is that now that Vossi's doing the Sky stuff in New Zealand, there's no real clear transition. You know, like Hadley is Hadley. the next guy. Yeah, and but, I mean, I will say as well that I think Hadley's getting getting better. I mean, he's just had a really slow transition. I think from a medium where he has to describe every fucking aspect sure. of the action that he can to one where you know you let the pictures do the talking and then you know just sort of you know go along with the flow. Yeah, I'd agree with that and. You know, I would probably not say I was the greatest fan of of Hadley's TV commentary, but his radio call is fucking quality. And as a person, he's an absolute fucking cocksucker. Well, he polarizes opinion. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, generally, he's all polarized towards he's a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the more the more I can listen to Sterlo. Um, even Freddie and Joey. Like Freddie some and of Joey the stuff together. There's that yeah. one game last season where they, yeah. those two were commentating it, and it was just like an absolute gronk fest, like East versus Paramount or something. Towards the bottom of the table, drunk. It, that's what it sounded like. But it was good. It was one of it was one of my favourite calls of the last couple of years because those two guys are just loose, and yeah. it was funny. It was entertaining. So yeah. Um, so there's that. So yeah. So uh, you know, by all means, um, tweet us and let us know. Uh, your answer to the question, is Rabs the great commentator we are led to believe? Now, today, this afternoon, some genius, who I don't know who it was, and they obviously used a pseudonym because it was like Dazzler61 or something like that. Anyway, someone put Tony Williams up on eBay for sale. Uh, it's at a sale item, premiership winning back rower Tony Williams, aka T-Rex. This is a must-buy for any NRL team due to a surplus of capable, damaging, and skillful back rowers. The Bulldogs are prepared to pay 90% of Tony's contract for any NRL team wishing to pick him up. What a bargain. Tony is a premiership winning player, and he's also represented New South Wales and Australia. He'll bring a wealth of experience to any side. His big frame and bulging muscles will make your forward pack look mean and imposing. Asterisk, asterisk. And then right down the bottom, in really small print, it says, looks can be deceiving. Player attributes. Will beat the first defender first time every time, only then to be swamped by three other defenders whilst Tony's standing there contemplating his next move. Uh, believes that being sent back to 10 metres and onside with the referee is optional. Was nicknamed T-Rex due to his inability to tackle effectively using his arms. In quotes, his arms are about as useful as a T-Rex. Can play for 80 minutes, meaning there's no need to give any of your other young, talented prospects any, time, any game time. Wow. <laughs> Item condition. 
He's only played 96 career games in prime fitness condition, prone to ankle injuries, may have defect where player is unable to perform to potential. Auction terms, serious bids only. I'm talking to you, Parramatta and Wests. Pick up only, <laughs> no takesies, backsies. <laughs> There's hurry before the NRL's June 30 deadline kicks in. This is an opportunity that cannot be missed. And there actually was... People uh, are funny. There, it's, it's been closed now. It was, it was actually it was withdrawn by the seller for the reason of... Um, the item is broken or something like that. Of course that. it so was. Just a great punchline to the end of it all. But um, there were actually a few bids, and I, and I saw it at one point. It got up to about $35. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's still overs, though. Yeah. Um, and we also had our CA photo, Tan, um, who we mentioned earlier. God, he, I wish uh, just shut up. Took a photo at Tigers training today. Uh, Benji Marshall, practicing goal kicking. Or maybe a kickoff, it's hard to know. Probably goal kicking, though, I would, I would imagine. And he told us to caption it. So if you're on Twitter, check out our timeline from Tuesday afternoon. If you're on Facebook, check out our Facebook page. It should be towards the top. And um, yeah. My caption would be, how God spends his spare time. Mine was something like, um, oh, here we go. if I miss this, uh, blame it on the rain. Try the fish. I'm here all night. Fucking hell. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yes, you are. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love these caption things, actually. I love it when you get photos to caption, especially ones that are, like, you know, so easy to make fun of, like this Benji one. Chris seems to spend a fair bit of time um, stalking footy players. He took some photos at Origin Training the other day. Mm-hmm. Well-qualified guy, quite talented. Give him that. Maybe he could send us a few more photos, get people to caption. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. it's about time we gave away another snapback, too, so maybe the next one might be a caption contest. Have you got any snapbacks yet? Uh, ours, uh, I think they're going to actually land here at my place tomorrow. That's interesting, because I sent him some money. He was going to send mine to my house. Or was maybe he? he's just sending Jackson's. Yeah, maybe he sent, yeah, because he sent, yeah. <sighs> Southie. He said plural. He, he said Busy plural. Th- playing fucking thrash metal around the place. <laughs> How about you send some fucking hats out? Southie snapbacks. It's called Southie snapbacks, not Southie's thrash metal. <laughs> News first story. Well, actually, the clock. Oh, fucking hell. What fucking whinging from one person in particular. Not going to mention him by name because I just don't want to, I just don't want to give him oxygen. So what I will say is... I won't is, mention him by name either because I can't remember who the fuck it was. That's how much of an impact they have on my life. And, I, and, and, I'm not, and I'll not be baited in telling you on air. Um, but yeah, let's get the clock started right now. One quick story. Bill Tupo signed from the Warriors uh, immediately... He's uh, heading across to uh, Canberra. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. Clearly, that's the first I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Such is my shock. Um, Just today, this this one, and you know, it's a bit at the end of the, the, the day, so, you know, like Bill Tate. Is that an insurance policy to Sack and Fergo? Fergie Ferg. Well, I mean, I, we had a tweet actually from Toopy someone. Toop. Yeah, I'm not sure who, I can't remember who it was who tweeted us, but that was like, you know, they got another devout, you know, non drinking Mormon in the side. They're trying to stack it to, you know, put these guys on the straight and narrow. Who's the other devout non-drinking Fuck if I know. I don't know. I, I, ask Dr. Sexy. I don't know a lot about the uh, the Canberra Raiders. Well, he's uh, definitely not a devout non-drinking Mormon. I say what, so sexy people can't be devout and non-drinking? No, I mean, I saw him posting pictures of him, you know, trying to pick what sort of fucking hat to wear. 
only a drunk person would wear the hat like that. <laughs> it Possibly increased so. his sexiness immeasurably. All right. Um, yeah. yeah, Oh, that's not a bad signing. Well, I mean, let's face it, they're going to need, the, you know, they obviously need to cover there if they're sending, like, you know, Shandor over to France or whatever. You know, if that, if that eventuates, um, yeah, true. you know, spots are going to open up. He's uh, actually a good player in these limited opportunities there over the Warriors. Um, I saw a tweet from a Warriors fan saying, um, you know, best of luck for the future. I hope you learn to stay on your fucking wing out there. Yeah, so obviously they're not real happy with his defence. I probably, yeah, sad to see him go. as you would normally, if you're not a, a you know, a Warriors fan, you probably only notice um, guys like that in, in, in attack, I guess. And yeah. the Tigers probably haven't exploited him, so I wouldn't have noticed just how bad he was in defence. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go, and uh, so that that's it for the clock stories. I mean, good to good to you know get a bit of clock in there though for the people who love the clock, and hopefully it's left them feeling satisfied. I'm now, mad for the clock. Aren't you? Are you what? Okay, uh, Ricky Stewart, as we said at the top of the show. Do you think going, our clock's Polynesian? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never seen a caramel clock before. <laughs> so, Ricky Stewart. Oh, you know, I. We'll talk about this—the whole thing about what clubs do with these fines as well. But Ricky Stewart has been hit with his with twenty-five thousand dollars total fines this season after getting his second fine in eight weeks for criticising referees. This one was a fifteen grand worth the breach notice after launching a tirade against referees boss Daniel Anderson following his team's thirty ten loss to South at ANZ Stadium on Sunday. Uh, he exploded in defence of his last place side after the game. "Quote: Ever since I've had that problem at the start of the year to keep my job, I don't communicate with Daniel Anderson because I don't agree with what he's doing, and I know a lot of." Other the coaches, well most, are, in the, are the same in regards to my thoughts. I don't know what his job description is, but I don't believe it's being fulfilled. It's very, very frustrating. It's not the loss that's frustrating today, it's how we've been handled here. As I say, it makes it very frustrating for my players. Every game they're walking off with the same type of beef. So, as I said, it's the second time he's been fined since joining the Eels. Um, in round six, he, co- he uh, had to cough up ten grand for his comments about Anderson following a loss to the Gold Coast when he said Rugby League was going backwards after unfair and bullshit, in quotes, refereeing. So, uh, Nathan McGurk said that Stewart's outburst was unacceptable. There are clear guidelines for coaches and officials in regards to commenting on decisions and they do not permit an attack on a match official's character or integrity. To question the competency of the match officials and the head of the referees in that manner is not acceptable. So, um, I suspect Ricky knew what he was doing before he went in there. Yeah, of he course, been expecting fine. I think it's a bit. I think it's just a bit shit. I mean, we'll get some tweets after the after the game when we go into the review itself. But most people, you know, the general vibe is, you know, why, you know, go in there and and you know slag the referees to deflect, uh, you know, negative attention off you know your playing group, but you lost by twenty points. You were never fucking in the game. It wasn't refereeing decisions that actually kept you out of it. And they've actually, they've actually won penalty counts, you know, close to half the time in games yeah. as well. And I mean, I, I th- I'm pretty sure Manly have only won the penalty count in two games, like the first game and the most recent game. Interesting. So, you know, what he's fucking bitching about. Um, Rennie Matua is the third most penalised player in the competition, conceding 13 penalties, which is two behind Dan Hunt from St. George. So, Dan Hunt, you wouldn't, you know, that name can't... Really? You, know, you, you think you'd throw up names like, you know... Yeah, you know, like your Jason Rolls, Adam Blair, yeah, you know, guys like that. But yeah, Dan Hunt, unassuming Dan Hunt, he's the most penalised player in the comp. So um, the Eels lost the penalty count in this game, thirteen six, which is quite a sizable. A, it's a lot of penalties for a game in the first place, but it is you know a sizable deficit. But I don't think it's a twenty point deficit, that's for sure. So the Eels can appeal it, um, and Stuart said we've worked hard. 
we've worked that hard in regards to our discipline, but we cannot be so different every week to the opposition in regards to not penalty counts, but what we're getting penalised for. For starters, I didn't think what he said was that bad. It certainly wasn't like like that article. He's obviously said. trying to take a stand. This is the second time in you know that yeah, he's months, he's yeah. had a real crack. Um, oh, I just think that you know he probably looks needs to look a little closer to home in regards to the the issues with his side. And you know if if the side's lacking motivation or coming off the field feeling hard done by, then you know he might want to have a look at. You know the way he's handled some of those players, and they might feel hard done by being told that they're not going to have a job next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, that's, that's a separate. I, I just yeah. think it's you know you you've got to be accountable for your actions, and um, you know if it's severely, you know, debatable calls like you know the one you carried on about the other week, or um, you know clear cut, you know, yeah, where the referee's yeah. clearly, or video ref, or whatever the case might be, has clearly erred. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how after how many Eels games has a, has a referee been demoted? Yeah, or, and, or a touchy and or how many Eels whatever. games have there been when there's been actually something like a massive game-changing thing that's cost them a result? They've been on the, they've been getting flogged half the time. Yeah. I mean, exactly. there's no referee that's going to, you know, get them out of that. I mean, maybe you could get the margin closer, but the winning team's still going to be the winning team. So... Anyway, um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens Shut with the up, appeal. Ricky. Yeah, 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 you know what? It's hard to say in a fucking world that features the likes of Des Hasler. It's hard for someone to say that Ricky Stewart's probably the biggest fucking winger in the football at the moment. You're not included. I, I barely ever whinge. <laughs> I'm a fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm like this. I'm All like. Right. A, I'm like a fucking. Other pe- than you, I'm Ricky like a, Stewart is I'm, the biggest winger. I'm like a fucking Pez dispenser of truth. I'm just fucking just flicking delicious truth candies out there for everybody to snack on, <sighs> bringing joy to fucking the world with my little fucking. And this is this is why lozenges. we can never overcome this problem of you being a fuckhead because <laughs> until you acknowledge that you indeed are a fuckhead. We can't get anywhere, Nathan, and this is the problem. You know, I don't subscribe to your therapy methods, and I don't agree with, and I don't agree with your conclusions. Quite frankly, well, that doesn't surprise me either. It comes back to this: not wanting to acknowledge you. You barely, went, you, you barely went to school, let alone medical school. How dare you try and diagnose me? I might not class you re- Doctor Sexy, but <laughs> look at your medical journal. It's, it's, it's written on the fucking cardboard from a fucking carton of Woodstocks <laughs> in crayon. <laughs> Okay, um, salary cap is up for review. A panel will be set up within a matter of weeks to decide on future applications of the salary cap before a complete review of the cap and its perceived antiquated machinations for next year and beyond. Jesus. Depending on, yeah, That's a big word. It is, isn't it? Depending on who you talk to, the new panel will either give salary cap order to Ian Schubert more support or dilute his powers or both, which is weird. What is clear is that he sold discretionary so powers... So what they're trying to say is they don't know what's They don't mean. have a fucking clue. What is clear is that Schubert sold discretionary powers over matters of the cap will be taken away by the formation of a panel of experts, which will include the current auditor. The machinations of the salary cap have been heavily criticised this year following Israel Folau's decision to sign with Rugby Union following delays in Parramatta's attempts to sign him, as well as second-tier salary cap restrictions have forced the Penrith youngster Matt Moylan to be sidelined. A meeting of the salary cap review committee last Wednesday decided on a swift action while also planning more longer-term change through its review. 
While Chief Operating Officer Jim Doyle, who oversees the cap, gave his support to Schubert, he felt decisions on the salary cap needed to be made by a panel in a similar way that a judiciary panel makes the calls on foul play. While the rules will not change this year, which will still throw Moylan's short-term availability to play NRL into doubt, any application will now be looked upon with fresh eyes and perspective. Doyle said former coaches and players will be considered for a likely three- or four-man panel. He said the cap review committee felt that a review of the whole thing was needed rather than reacting to the controversies of this year. Um, if officials move now to change restrictions that led to Moreland being sidelined and uh, Roosters forward Kane Evans being denied the chance to play last Friday night. More problems could be created for other players and clubs. As such, a complete review of the salary cap will be carried out before next season and beyond. So, Probably not a bad thing. I think oh, that, thing. Um, it does need scrutiny. I think the current model is outdated and um, with the new influx of, of cash that's come into the game as a result of the TV broadcast deal, you know they do have to be think a little bit more outside the square that they've created um, in, in with past salary caps. And it only makes sense that they, they you know, focus their attention on, on making sure that, you know, the clubs have a an equal chance to to secure their, their local talent and, and attract new talent. Um, and, you know, silly little situations like this thing with Moylan. Um, some of the... I think the Tigers are having a similar issue... Um, with, I think, were they mentioning it on Saturday night about Luke Brooks maybe not being able to play first grade? Um, I don't think there's really a place for him there at the moment. Um, He's a bit of a bolter at best, surely. Yeah. Um, but some of these other kids, um, with some of their injury issues, not being able to play first grade because of the cap, I mean, there's got to be some sort of exemption there or, you know, if a club faces a... You know, any rule you make is going to maybe uh, be open to exploitation. You know, you could have players that are out of form, feigning injury, and <laughs> other bolters coming into the side that are in far better form or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, looking at you, Manly. Um, I was looking at more like, you know, like, like Lottie Zakiri doing the same thing like he did in Origin that time, you know, with the asterisk, you know, TBA thing. That was Tony Carroll. Well, the Lottie Zakiri was one that was up for suspension. And he not getting suspended, wasn't he? No, it was Tony Carroll. You sure? How dare you try and lump Lottie you in sure? that? I'm sure. I was, you sure it wasn't Lottie? You jerk. It was Lottie. You sure it wasn't Lottie? It was Tony Carroll. He earned the nickname TBA. Really? Yes. What did Lottie DeCurie do then? How is it that you Apart managed to co-host, quite poorly I might add, the number one rugby league podcast on the planet where you know fuck all about rugby league, Nathan? I just, I'm looking for an opportunity to slag Lottie. I'm sure that was Lottie's cue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dead. Well, like, I'm looking for an opportunity to slag the Tigers more, more importantly. Yeah. <laughs> we wasn't even playing for the Tigers when that happened. <laughs> I know, but I mean, he plays for Tigers now, and that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, well, yeah, I, I think this is a bit of a proactive step as far as the cap goes. Um, the next few seasons is going to be very important, um, you know, to make sure that they do carry on the momentum from the, the TV rights deal and, and um, you know, cash is allocated um, accordingly and the clubs spend it wisely. Yep, yep. Um, it is, yeah, oh, it's just, I wonder how you actually do um, get around that situation like the Moylan thing because, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, given the crippling injury toll, it is kind of, you know, it'd be nice for Penrith to get the use of him, especially because he's playing great. Mm. But... It's just, it's so open for fuckery. Like, it's so open for fuckery. I think if they did anything otherwise, you know, every all the teams are playing on an equal playing field and injuries can't be predicted or anything like that. But, yeah, I don't have an answer for that one, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Fucking well, Parramatta will put Ben Roberts into a medically induced coma. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't have to keep selecting him. It's fucking mystifying. Mystifying, I tells you. Yeah. It's not like they've got a whole bunch Can't of... Can't blame that on the it? fucking referees. <laughs> no, no. And the other thing I want to talk about in regards to this whole salary cap thing, um, they mentioned at the start of the article, like, oh, you know, one of the disgraces of, you know, the current salary cap is this uh, situation where Israel Folau couldn't go to the Eels. Now, do you have an opinion? I mean, the reason why I bring it up is because I was watching Twitter um, on Saturday night while the test match was going on. I was watching the Tigers game because the worst game of rugby league ever, which it was close to was, is still better than the best game of Union ever. Um, but Fuck, I could kick you in the face but, sometimes, eh? But I'm just fucking defending rugby league, mate. What do you got against that? I've got... How can you co-host the number one rugby league podcast in the world when you hate rugby league so much? I love rugby league. And love I love rugby union. I love, you know, little Aussie battlers overcoming the odds, Nathan. <laughs> and how dare you call it a horrible game of rugby league. It was, but that's beside the point. Now, um, now what we what uh, need to talk about is that on Twitter, people were like, oh, fucking Israel, because Israel Folau had a, you know, from all reports, he had a great game. I mean, I, I only flicked over to that game after the league had finished and it was probably like, like 14 minutes or something to play. Yeah, I, um, so, I caught highlights. I watched a lot of highlights of that yeah, game. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't watch the, I didn't watch the highlights, but I watched the last 14 minutes of it live. I think it was a 66 or 68th minute or something like that when it, when the Tigers game finished. But anyway, people through the game were going, oh, fucking, um, you know, he's fucking amazing. Oh, he's so good. What a fucking, you know, oh, rugby league, you know, thanks very much, Ian Schubert. Look how amazing... Uh, Look how amazing fucking Israel Flowers playing. Oh, fuck you, Schubert. You know, you're in, uh, like... <laughs> This attitude can just fuck right off. For me, I mean, he's a good player. He's a great player. He's fucking, a fucking fantastic footballer. But one player does not fucking make an entire season of club club rugby league with 16 teams going around over the course of a 26-week season. Come the fuck on. I would like to see Israel Folau return to rugby league. You look at the way... You know, of all his time in um, playing AFL, yeah. you look at the way he ran that ball, you know, he hasn't missed a fucking beat. Yeah. And the way he's, you know, some of the games he's had for the Waratahs and stuff, playing fullback, mind you. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him return to rugby league. I don't give a fuck where he plays. Yeah. But that guy's too good a footballer to be fucking around on the wing for the Wallabies. Yeah, and but the, the, and hanging out with fucking Kurtley, Bill Quaid, Cooper, and and James O'Connor. But you know what? I'll see him rot out there on the wing for the fucking Wallabies instead of have him get slotted into a fucking rugby league side for far less than you know far less than his his actual worth or like some kind of fudging thing to keep him out of union. You know, sure, some I see, team gets I see him where you're coming from. That's my point. Um, so it's not Schubert's fault. I mean, Schubert should have fucking punished the Dragons badly when they fucking backloaded Mark Gasney's contract so badly that he got 50 grand to come in and pinch hit to get him to a grand final and win a grand final. And then he fucking retires the next year, you know, when all the other payments were due. That is fucking, that is dead set cheating the cap. Oh, absolutely. No you doubt know, it. so it's just, it, it just fucking, it, it makes my blood boil when people like, I mean, I've got no well, I just don't think that Ian Schubert has, you know, given the fact that he's an ex-footballer, with all due respect to Ian Schubert. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I think you need a different kind of personality in there. Yeah. You know who I think would be a, you know, and I know he's long gone to the game, but uh, um, 
David Gallup. If he didn't have the history with yep. the NRL, he's you. the type of guy that would be a quality salary cap auditor. Why don't you just get fucking resurrect fucking the, the corpse of Joseph Stalin and fucking put him through fucking uh, an accountancy degree and, and fucking put him through a CPA or, or chartered accountant, you choose. I'm just saying that type Honestly. of personality, not <laughs> David Gallup the person. <laughs> now, the you know who'd be a good salary cap auditor? Who? Me. Simone Gillis. Yeah, actually, yeah, my wife would be sensational. Fuck, could you imagine? She cares not. For rugby league, not could one, you imagine? Not even a milli iota but, of fucking care for league. But I, I'm the greatest rugby league player that's ever lived. Um, I, I have no idea who you are, but here's the facts and figures. Tell your story, walking pal. <laughs> you can't play anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And what's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is manly players would be punished fucking way worse than any other team. <laughs> speaking of um, speaking of the best player in rugby league. Did I tell you about Jackson's little story? No, I don't think so. Right. Jackson's stories have died off a lot this season because he's playing soccer. He's fucking forsaken league. No, he hasn't though. And that's the issue. <laughs> he's... Last, not last weekend, um, during the week before last, he um, we were sitting down, we were watching a bit of footy and um, on the couch. And he says, Dad, I don't think I'm going to play rugby league. I said, fucking bombshell, okay, mate. So I mean, you can do you can do whatever you want to do. You know, you choose whatever sport you want to play, and I'll, I'll support you hundred percent. But what? Why don't you um? Why don't you want to play rugby league, mate? And he goes, I've been thinking about it, Dad, and I think I'll be too good at it. <laughs> I'll be like Lockie, Dad. I'll be too good at it. And that's a reason to not do it. Why? That's a reason I don't understand. I could barely contain my laughter. <laughs> and I was like, well, mate, with that sort of confidence, you're going to succeed at whatever you do. So you just choose what you want to do and you go for it. And he's like, okay, thanks, Dad. And that's then, like, that's, a, that's, an arro- that's an arrogance the likes of which Justin Hodges could even approach. <laughs> exactly. If, if Justin Hodges and Anthony Mundine had a baby... <laughs> Probably call it Jackson Blakely. And then the following Saturday, we packed all the stuff in the car to go to soccer and he's, he's buckling himself into his seat. You pull out of the driveway, he says, Dad, I've been thinking again and I think I will play, play rugby league. I said, oh, okay, mate. Well, you know, fair enough. Like I said, you can play whatever you want to play and I'll support you. And uh, I said, you know, if you wanted, you said, you're going quite well at soccer, you know, you'd you know, if you want to stick at that, that's fine, but you can do whatever you want. He goes, no, I like soccer, and I'm really good at it, but I think I'm just going to go and play in the NRL, Dad. <laughs> Straight in. Straight in. <laughs> well, I mean, by his logic, yeah, he's, he clearly thinks he's too good, he's too good. to play rugby league, so he'll under, be a walk-up starter. He's too good for under-sevens, he's too good for everything, you know, juniors, Colts. He's too good for you know for like the QRL even you know too good for fucking holding calf too too you know too good for resis and you know I I just love watching watching him play soccer on the weekend and and obviously if he was playing rugby league that's very very close to my heart but fast forward however many years right and I've, I've got no aspirations of him you know I'm not one of those dads I just want him to you know yeah. go out there 
and I'll encourage him and, and help him all, every step of the way. If as, I can. A, as a parent, you want him to be successful. That's right. Which is why over your dead body, you'd land to go to the West Tigers to play. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if he was going to be successful anyway, <laughs> it'd be Barcelona <laughs> Football Club. Okay, you know why? Retirement fund. Cash money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I just, uh, if could you imagine a young kid coming into first grade with that sort of confidence, lining up at halfback and just like you know, Dave, Dave, Dave Taylor's like, and stuff. Who the fuck? Is this kid? Yeah. I said when I was five, I was too good for this shit, mate. <laughs> now I'm going to prove it. <laughs> Fucking hell. And then he doesn't quite make it to C6. And that <laughs> is the flip side of being over the top with your praise and your encouragement and your support of your kid. He's well disciplined, don't get me wrong, but when you make a kid believe he can do anything, sometimes they really take it on board. <laughs> So there you go, parents. <laughs> There's parenting 101 <laughs> at, at its best. Um, now for, for the, the next uh, the next news story, um, I just want to step back a little bit in time uh, to 28th of May 2002. Uh, the title uh, of the news article is Queensland Explore Loophole. So Queensland have only named 16 players for the second State of Origin match after winger Lottie Takiri was charged by the NRL Judiciary Match Committee today. Takiri will be selected for the Broncos in their clash against West Tigers on Friday night, but will miss the match through suspension. He'll then be called up into the Queensland side as a late replacement to fill the vacant, the vacant wing position. Blah, 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 dangerous throw. Blah, blah, blah. And um, interesting times ahead as the dramas of the TBA selection begin to unfold, but a very smart move by Wayne Bennett and the Queensland selectors. Queensland team, fullback, Darren Lockyer. Winger, TBA. Centres, Chris Walker, Chris McKenna. Winger, Justin Hodges. Sean Bennett, <laughs> Sean Berrigan and Alan Langer in the halves. Travis Norton, Dane Carlaw, Gordon Tallis, captain. Chris Beattie, PJ Marsh, Shane Webke, Subs, Darren Smith, Steve Price, Andrew what you're trying G, to say Chris is Flannery. In 2002, there was a lot of gronks in the Queensland side. So what? I, what? I, what? I, no wonder they got done by 50 back in you know like back in those days. Now, <laughs> Now the um the important two important points to make one Tony Carroll nowhere to be seen in that fucking side <laughs> two TBA is Lottie Takiri motherfucker so now we have, you have to go back so and retract that fucking rant how yeah. about you go and find the story about the year that t- Tony Carroll was TBA motherfucker so we're both right who would have thunk it there's no there will be no such thing because this would have been the one time it happened and they would have ruled it out after that it definitely happened with Tony Carroll I fucking will bet my <laughs> Very, very non-generously proportioned penis on it. <laughs> You'll bet your fucking button mushroom. Yes. All right, we're gonna. I'm, I'm literally typing it in right now, and we'll see what happens. But um, at the end of the day, I'm you might right, want to re- so you, you. you might want to rephrase your. Uh, <laughs> Tony Carroll caught swearing in under ten side. Of course he was. <laughs> um. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. But you might want to. You might want to. Re, you might want to revise <laughs> what you had to say right then. Um, there's like signed Origin jerseys. I can't actually find an actual article about uh, about uh, Tony Carroll being TBA. Yeah, anyway, Twill Nation faithful will come out and support me as they always do. Well, it's not really a matter actually, of supporting. It's never happened before, but you know. Yeah, it's not nice really a matter of supporting church. supporting you because I didn't actually say anything negative to you. I just let it. I just let it go through to keep it because I knew I was right. But um. But there you go, Lloyd Kiri, TBA. What do you have to say about that, Glenn? <laughs> Clearly, it's a little part of rugby league history that it, it's a bit like a movie reference. 
I didn't know it occurred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, uh, how fucking dare you? How dare you? Um, and you know, and now let's then segue into the next story, which is what, what almost happened. Hang the, on. What about tonight's biggest revelation? What's that? Your wife is sitting upstairs yeah. eating a fucking curly whirly. How'd you know that? She tweeted it. Oh, did she? And quite frankly, there's about to be a fucking riot all up in here. Really? So, okay, so you're checking Twitter while recording the show. That's, I mean, I did not, I wasn't aware that she was eating curly whirly. That's how It's only that she added us. Oh, she's, she, okay, yeah, cool. Bragging so. about it, saying who needs this week in league when I have hot Milo and a curly whirly. So I suspect that there'd be office of hot Milo and curly whirly down here. Well, you'd you know, think. Maybe you want to reply to her and get that know, started. I'm just saying if that was my wife. <laughs> If that was your can't wife, even, I can't even bring myself to finish that sentence because I know it's a lie. Don't you? <laughs> you you would wake you would wake up with your dick cut off if you did half the things that your wife did. <laughs> that is very true. I'm not gonna lie, Simone. You know, she's she's got a mean streak. She can but she can she can be she you know vengeance can be swift. But yeah, I'm not. <laughs> she ain't not Blakely, mate. Barely. <laughs> Barely the same ballpark. I mean, of, of, of the fucking tightrope that you constantly have to walk. I mean, you know, you've got a, you've got a, a very small margin of error for your behaviour. You have to be perfect husband. <laughs> Not I don't have to be. I just am because you know I'm a perfect human. Because you don't want to end up like Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> I'm a perfect human. <laughs> now, um, and, and speaking of brawls, Holland Cup brawl on the weekend. Now, this this one. Wasn't even that divisive, I think. I mean, I just got so many tweets to my personal account, and I think we got some to the This Week in League one as well on Twitter yeah. saying, oh, did you see that fucking brawl blow? I mean, people are blowing up on Twitter. Well, not blowing up, but, you know, they're like, that's awesome, you know, biff, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we've got um, four under-20s rugby league players facing a total up to 14-week suspension following the uh, the ugly all-in brawl at Campbelltown Stadium. Uh, as promised, the NRL came down hard on the brawls after two players were sent off and another two were simbin during the West Tigers-Canberra game. David Smith issued all clubs a warning in the wake of Paul Gallen's state of origin scuffle with Nate Miles that fighting would not be tolerated and league has followed through. Under the new no-biff policy, players will automatically be simbin for throwing a punch and the crackdown includes Holden Cup. The match review committee has hit Canberra's uh, Tahakilu Pangai the hardest, slapping him with a grade 5 contrary conduct charge. He can accept the three-game ban with an early plea. He's got a grade 4 difficult name. Fucking oath. And or he can fight the charge and risk copping the five match suspension. Teammate Mitchell Barnett was sent off and charged with a grade four contrary, contrary conduct and can take a three match spell with an early guilty plea or be sidelined for four games if he unsuccessfully challenges the judiciary. Nathan Brown for the Tigers was sent off but initially refused to leave the field. He copped a grade three contrary conduct charge and faces two weeks out or a three game ban if found guilty. And fellow Tiger Kyle Lovett faces two or three games in the stands after being hit with grade two contrary conduct. I think the first thing, the first point to make is that. The most punished player, as far as the judiciary is concerned, is the camera player. But not only was he the camera player, he was the one that didn't get sent off. He was the one that got sent off. Sorry, he was the one that didn't get sent off. Is that right? Maybe this was yeah. punishment or harsher. Yeah, the other... Well, yeah. Maybe, you it's, know, send off is a, you know, yeah. a punishment severe enough at the time. Maybe that's where they've looked at it. Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, we watched Nathan the Brown. Um, he's a dickhead. Mate. mate he's, a, he's a fucking tosser. That's, and I, that's I can a hash say, settle the fuck down. I can say, and I can say that with absolute certainty and absolute fearlessness because that fucking guy got tooled by two camera players, both the guys I imagine who left the field. The second had one, their the turn smacking blondie, him up. Blondie for the Raiders, he was the second guy to have a go at him because he came charging in like he felt like he could throw him. Yeah. And he copped two on the chin before he knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and that was the second person that... Uh, 
that'd towed him up. So, um, Nathan Brown, not only do you have an unfortunate name, which makes you sound like a very poor rugby league coach. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. that's why he wanted to get on the field. He wanted to, he was on the sideline, got the urge to slap somebody. That's what. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> what was he throwing punches? He should just be slapping people in the face. And he was absolutely wild. Like he was, you know, the referees broke it up and everything. And the two teams had kind of been sent to neutral corners, and he was so intent on charging in. And I don't know what you know. I don't know, was he angry because he got tooled and he wanted to redeem himself? Was he angry was... because he had visions of playing first grade and ended up playing twenty for the West Tigers and knew what his future held? I just don't know. Never going to get a run first grade for the team of Premiership Destiny. But he should have been the guy that was punished the most because he just, just for he being. carried on like a fucking gronk. Absolute fucking dickhead behaviour. And then trying to get back on after you've been smacked up too. It's not like you're the guy that, you know, you know who won the fight and all that shit. You, you, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, a bit of Biff's not too bad, but, you know, when you get the, the carry on afterwards, like the Biff part was fine. Yep. But when you get this guy kept trying to charge in again, he charged in twice in the fight. Then he was trying to, like, he was trying to actually push past his own teammates to get back into the action again. Then he got taken off the field and he was trying to get back on the field. Like, that's what looked bad. For me, yeah, exactly. when that idiot's trying to get back into it two more times, I mean the the Biff itself, you know, it was done and dusted in you know fifteen seconds maybe. So, you know, I don't have much of a problem with that. You know, it's always entertaining. Gets gets the kiddies fired up. They love it. But yeah, that the extra behaviour I think is what the real problem was. And uh, finally, uh, while we're talking suspension stuff, uh, Dylan Napper, rookie for the Sydney Roosters, uh, may become the first player booked by the judiciary for a shoulder charge in an NRL game. Uh, the match review committee is taking a look at the tackle uh, on James Graham. And um, we had uh, the same weekend, we had Ignatius Parsi became the first player sent off. He plays for the Vulcans, uh, sent does. off for a shoulder charge after a tackle that Who knocked out West fuck? Tigers forward Michael Bullock. Who the fuck calls their kid Ignatius? Yeah, it's not even like Ignatius, which is like, you know, not a common name, but it's not unheard of. Agnatius. I don't know. Wow. I mean, Kanye West called, they call their girl Northwest. I mean, stupid names abound. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin called their kid fucking Apple. People call their kids stupid. Maybe they got paid a lot of money by Apple to do that. People call their kids stupid fucking names. That's That's pretty much the... The, the moral of the story but um, very few the point is very few players have been punished for the for uh, shoulder charges at the moment or there have been kind of you know sort of sanctions like you had uh, Fui Fui he got suspended for a shoulder charge but that's when he was playing for Tonga so it wasn't NRL and uh, Richie Foe so he got banned from a match on a dangerous contact charge uh, for knocking out Ashley Harrison but that was more um that was an indirect contact charge, which was like, you know, he was going in for a shoulder charge, but then they had an accidental head clash and it was, so it was content uh, it was contact arising out of a you know, something that would have been a shoulder charge if he hit it, but he didn't. It was incidental. Contact. It just goes to show, you know, and and we've spoken ad nauseum about it on the show. We've tried Dr. John the, Orchard about it. We have about the reasons behind the the shoulder charge rule, and you know, I can see where they're coming from, but that hit on James Graham, it's ones like that where you just go, it's really, like, you know, yeah. that's not allowed, that's yeah. not acceptable. It's like, can you imagine? How Come many, on! I mean, if if. Yeah, if Simon Dwyer wasn't a cripple now, how many weeks today da, da, da. would he be suspended for that fucking me smash letters that time in that semi? He'd be he would out for twelve weeks. He would weeks. be out for as long as he's been out with his injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, and that that rule didn't even come into many, exactly. many 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 months until after he actually stopped playing. So yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. And I mean, that's the thing, you know, you remember that game was an epic game anyway, but you know, that that hit that's one of those things you remember. Exactly. You know, so I remember that game for other reasons, as well as that hit. Was it what, what Fultz? Fultz? Was it Fultz that threw the pass? It was Fultz. 
And it was a, it was fucking two. And think about now, think about now, two days can't like, catch a pass to save his life now. He hasn't caught a pass since. He takes an intercept and runs eighty <laughs> meters and outruns Lordy Jakiri. Oh, sensational! I mean, that's you know, if that game had happened last week, he would have he would have knocked that on, and you would have got a set right at the. <laughs> you would have had you know you would have had a, a, probably a set forty meters out. <laughs> And then knocked on and gave the Roosters a ball back. Yeah, yeah, Braith would have kicked the 60-meter field goal or something. <laughs> you know. Wow. Anyway. Let's Inception. Not, let, let's, let's not walk down the you know, memory lane any further. So anyway, the match review committee, they've got to study the incident, determine whether Napper used his armor if the tackle was a shoulder charge. Uh, the match officials say it was a shoulder charge when he was placed on report, so they've got to figure that out. And it'll probably, you know, well, it'll be tomorrow, tomorrow night as, as we're recording the show, so probably tonight as you're listening to it. So yeah, that's it. Recaps. Okay, we kicked off Friday night football with the Sydney Roosters 20 defeating the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 18. Um, crowd, just over 20,000. Not, not not a bad crowd at all. Uh, the Roosters, speak the man of the moment. Sean Kenny Dow, <laughs> double. Boyd Cordner, double. Daniel Mortimer, kicked Fuck, up. Just two from, off. <laughs> yeah, kicked two Forgot that he got two tries on Friday night. <laughs> Doggies, uh, Ben Barber, Dean Halthour, Kristen Inu uh, got tries. Trent Hodkinson, three from three. From the boot. Dominant performance from the Roosters, I thought. Considering they didn't have any halves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. um, the scoreline flattered the Dogs. They had a bit of a late fight back, scored 12 points um, in about the last 10 minutes or so. Made, made things a little bit interesting, but the, the main battle had been won and lost um, much, much earlier in the game. I think the Roosters showed their class and, and some pretty impressive depth in the fact that, like you say, they didn't have Maloney and Pierce. Um, yep. And they named Sonny Bill in the halves. Yeah, which is a bit, it was a bit comical, is, but uh, yeah, but you know, and even with Sonny Bill, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, would he even play in the first place? Yeah, yeah, you know, he'd gone on a record and said he wasn't going to play the dogs at, uh, at ANZ. Then all of a sudden, this injury, like you know, this 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 glute injury he tore or something. His glute, but I can say, I can just say, Roosters fans, you're welcome. Massage the glute issue out. <laughs> you're welcome. I volunteered, flew down, did it for nothing. <laughs> In fact, you paid. Secret you, you, ingredient was honey. <laughs> <laughs> and happy ending. Use the meat tenderizer. Just saying. <laughs> the team makes the finals by two points. You got me to thank for it. So it was a good show of depth anyway from the Roosters. I thought, um, you know, we we pretty much predicted them to get smashed in this game. And uh, so I guess two things we learned. One it was, you know, it was a great show of depth from the Roosters. And if you have Sonny Bill, you can't lose. And yeah, and and two, the doggies they 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 just aren't there yet when the referee's not prepared to give them the game. <laughs> you know, they're just like fucking troll. It, it's it's just the game when I looked at the doggies and I just realised that they weren't just weren't quite there. Yeah, you know, one physically. thing we we spoke about the whole bitterness thing between the dogs and and the whole manly and the dogs rivalry, but. Fuck the the dogs fans v Sunny Bill thing. That's well, just Sunny Bill. Back. What was year did that happen? To... What year did that happen? It was five years ago. It was, it was only five years ago. Yeah. Okay. But Sunny Bill played so well and single handedly rubbed sand into the vagina of every Bulldogs fan still cut up about him turning his back on the club. Yeah. And I remember mean, the first game they played where they won thirty eight nil and he fucking carved them. Yeah, yeah. It's just like get over it. Okay. 
he's pretty much admitted that he's done the wrong thing. He said, yeah. you know, when he was younger, he did some, made some decisions that, you know, he probably would have handled things a bit differently. The fuck more do you want from the guy? You know, exactly. Like, just get over it. Exactly. Exactly. No uh, one, you know, he didn't. He didn't kill a family member. Like he walked out on a club that, you know, had the good grace to, to sign him to a long term deal. I don't agree with it. I don't think it was right. But fuck me, Dad. If every single person still bitter about it, made every yeah. decision in their life right, and yeah. probably never had one with the magnitude of that face, been faced with it. Yeah. Um, you know, come on. The doggies have got they've got they've got so many more things to be pissed off about than that. Exactly. You know, it's like such ancient. You've got history. Michael Ennis in this side. I mean, they've been carrying a Keating for a while too. They've been trying to say for years Michael Ennis is better than Robbie Farah, and then finally. Just come to the realization. No, no, he's not. <laughs> They're probably bitter about that too. Take away his mouth, and what's he got? Nothing, nothing. And even then, Eddie Munster looking motherfucker. All right, <laughs> now um, uh, at Benny two seven, I knew I should have captained Matt Chechen in Supercoach instead of SBW. Hash <laughs> stupid. Hash proud not to be a bulldog. Life of Ty. He said, "It's oh, here comes a referential retard for you, Glenn. Got it's, it. It's the fucking Napolina wine mixer." No. Yeah. Okay. Not cool. even okay. on the same planet as that. Step Brothers. Uh. CA Photo 10. After reviewing statistics and putting them through some complicated algorithms, I can reveal T Rex is on $1,000 per meter. <laughs> uh, he then went on to say, um, You could really hear the Bulldogs fans lift as T Rex ran to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> we got Fish DMC. Romolo really filling in for Reynolds, faking illegal tackles and all. Hash gutter trash. Wow. Now, 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 David McDonald, aka at Fish DMC on Twitter. Now, you, it seems like you haven't been tweeting us for that long, but you know, if you went back to our first season of our show and you know, and subsequent episodes since, you know, Romolo, he's like the possibly the number one mascot for the show. Sure, we haven't, you know, spoken about it this year. I, I didn't actually tell you this, but we obviously moved into a new house and um, we bought an entire house full of new furniture. Yeah. And Nicklin was Nicklin basically went and picked it all. I don't know where this my, is going. My only my only stipulation was I wanted to fuck off big couch yeah. for the for the media room yeah. and a fuck off big TV which I got. Yeah. And um, Nicklin handled everything else. She rang me and said, I "Found this couch, and uh, it's X amount of dollars, which was fucking twice as much as what I thought she was going to be spending yeah. on the couch for that particular room." And um, I said, "Oh yeah, righto." And then, she yes, said, dear. Okay. She goes, "This is an ottoman that goes with it." I said, "How much is that?" And she told me, oh, "It's like half the price of the fucking couch again, <laughs> which was already twice the budget that I'd set yeah. just for the couch." Yeah. I was like, "Ring it up." I can't say no to an ottoman. <laughs> I cannot say no to an ottoman. Exactly. And now every time I see it, I smile and I think of Joel. <laughs> there you go. See? There you go, with the DMC. Maybe you need to reconsider your stance there. I refuse to put my feet on it. Yeah. Life of Ty said, uh, waiting for the avalanche of hash dogs of boar excuses. Hash pashitic. Uh, Drew underscore Nathan five. That was fucked. Captain Murder's killing knees now. These are hash Marty Kennedy's ACL in decline. Yeah, fucking. He looked to be in a hell of a lot of pain. Is it an ACL, is it? I thought I thought that was the preliminary thing, but I think it, what you said it was like a, I think it was a leg thing afterwards, was it? Or, yeah. Yeah. This this was tweeted at the at the, at time. the time of the game. Yeah. So um, I think since then it's come out to be because remember it was like he was on the ground and like he's fucking dead, like he's he's literally dead, mm. and then they're like oh no he's actually getting up and 
you know, sort of getting off under his own sort of, you know, speed a little bit. Whereas first I was like, oh, you know, it's just so bad. He's, you know, can just, you know, just dig a hole. And but, if um, cruising in his head can, you know, yeah. break, break your leg, you probably want to up your dairy intake. Exactly. Uh, Life of Ty came back on that and said, um, didn't we ban the shoulder charge? Inu spitefully ruins another man's season. And he tweeted that to the NRL as well. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. We were flat. Better team on the night one. At least we didn't give up and kept it close. Still, Hash, proud to be a Bulldog. Go, doggies. That's very measured and... Yeah, that's one dog's fan's view. Another dog's fan, Chapo the creator... Oh, this fucking... ...would say, the Bulldogs aren't a top four side and once again, William shows he's a waste of money. Hash, T-Rex. W-R-E-C-K-S. Uh, CA Photo 10 the Bulldogs fans <laughs> it's funny CA Photo 10 comes in with his third T-Rex related tweet congrats to T-Rex showing SKD who the boss of NRL Oxygen Thieves really is what a sad little life he leads I'll tell you what the Bulldogs fans <laughs> there you go what something to be angry about yeah. fucking Desi throwing 600 or 650 G's onto fucking T-Rex how about that what about Chris the Photo Man yeah um what a sad little life he leads. Just all week, just sitting around on the weekends, especially sitting around. You know what I'm going to do now? You know what I'm going to do now, Mum? Because he lives with his mum. Hey, Mum, just going to tweet this week in league. Okay, dear. Hey, Mum, you know what I'm going to do now? It's five minutes later. Just going to tweet this week in league. Then on fucking, you know, Tuesday. Hey, Mum, guess what I just did? Sent this with league a photo on their Facebook page. How cool am I? Mum, what do you reckon? I still think you're pretty cool, love. Can't wait till the weekend when I can tweet him again. 500 fucking times. I value all of the <laughs> feedback and tweets that we get from our listeners and Glenn's views are not necessarily representative of the program's views. Wow. Asterisk. <laughs> I'm going to have to completely asterisk the fuck out of you there. You're, you've gone You've gone, You've gone. gone rogue. You've gone fucking mental. I like how you're doing all that tweeting there, mate. Can you please put some pants on? It's unnerving when you're sitting there on the couch like that. You, you tweet how you want, Bruce. Seriously, <laughs> don't let Glenn tell you otherwise. Let me tell you. All right. Let's get to it. West Tigers, 17. Defeated Canberra Raiders, 12. Discombobulated. At Campbell, at, at, Nathan, at discombobulated them. At, uh, at Campbelltown Stadium in uh, front of a crowd of under 8,000 people. Oh, um, let's, let's a poor disclaimer crowd, that. A, a poor crowd for the first ever fucking Smeagol Lenevez Cup. I don't get that either. <laughs> of course you fucking do. <laughs> now, um, tries, West Tigers. David Nofaluma, Joel Reddy, Tim Simona. We'll get back to Joel Reddy, though. Uh, Benji got one from three conversions, and the one he did get was a fucking sideline conversion. Uh, he got a field goal. He also got a penalty goal. The Raiders, 12 points. Tries to Shandor Earl, Anthony Milford. Uh, two from two for Jared Croker. Look... What a feel-good story this is for the NRL, the West Tigers, making this charge towards the grand final. I tell you, you know, they're, they're really, you know, in a, in a time where everyone everyone's disillusioned with the game, they're disillusioned with the salary cap, they're disillusioned with cheating, they're disillusioned with, you know, players, you know, trying to get every... They're, they're, they're going above and beyond to try and circumvent the rules to try and get an edge, and then you've got these little battlers. They're out there. <laughs> they're just doing their best. They've defined the odds. I should put they've a fucking the on odds. This. And, you know, they've come up trumps, Nathan, and there's no better feel-good story in the NRL than the West Tigers are at this point in time. I mean, they've won three of their last four games. 
Um, what know. happened in the fourth one? Flogged by 20 It just escapes me for this moment. But let me get back to the feel-good story that is the West Tigers. Oh, you know, I couldn't be happier for them, these little Aussie battlers. Just a bunch of kids. Just a bunch of kids, Nathan. <laughs> a bunch of kids. It's a kid's... Put your books down. Put your books down, your crayons down. It's time to go and play some football. And they go out. That's, and exact, just... that's exactly right. And you forgot one thing. Stop weaving your baskets. <laughs> Stop weaving your baskets. It's time to blow kick the footy. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bypass today's car, breaking into cars class. We're going to go and kick the football. In. And that's this is a type of endeavour. This is a type of, you know, good-spirited, you know, just want to do. They just want to do well. These kids. This is what we want in our youth. Guys like Joel Reddy are like, what number can I play? Can I play the number purple? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, Joel, no, no Joel. Joel, because we, you still can't count a potato. We, we, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so good to see they come out against the Raiders. They were highly fancied. The Raiders. They were on a bit of a streak. Had some stars in their team. Come up against you know a bunch of kids. As I said, little battlers. Couldn't get the job done. Tigers too good. Now the first point about this game is this is the worst the Canberra Raiders have played all year, perhaps even two years. This is the best the Canberra Raiders were allowed to play by the secondly, West Tigers. This game was fucking atrocious. It was just drop fest, terrible. And it's funny to see the stuff come out. I mean, like Glenn, you know, we know that he's just being funny when he says that dumb shit. But like people who actually have to be serious and, you know, uh, have jobs around it are like, oh, fucking Benji's back. He's justifying his existence. No, 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 no. Just because Benji fucking did something, like a thing, now he'll say he's back. Look, in all honesty, I think the Raiders took very little advantage of considerable opportunity presented to them by the Tigers by way of their mistakes. Um... But the conditions thought the Tigers really running away with it, I think. I think Raiders put the cue in the rack. Um, and Certainly after the ready try. And, and I think that the Tigers had all the momentum, but the conditions... And they had all the refereeing as well. Um, in the, and there was some there was some sketchy things, like where there was a, a penalty against against the Raiders for a strip, and then the exact same thing happened the other way, and it was a knock-on against the Raiders. Yeah, look, um, I, I don't know but, the Raiders but that Raiders could possibly match. have anything to say about the referees, considering I think the, the whole last... Reese Robinson, was he tackled? Or, yeah, of course he was fucking tackled. And that was the, that was the other thing. Which led directly think, to a try. I think that whatever happened to... Well, you know, you know some people would say that, you know... That, you know, the tackle wasn't affected. Well, those people would be fucking retarded because the arm carrying the ball was on the ground and the opposition player had his hand on him, which effectively is a tackle. <laughs> so anyone saying that is a fucking, once again, a fucking retard. You know who agrees with you? Who? St. George fans. They'd agree with you. But other than that... Wow. Oh, yeah. They, they'd agree with Exclusive you Exclusive company there. Well, because, yeah, because in 1996, they fucking menstruate over fucking Matthew Ridgebin being tackled when he offloaded the, the Menzies to score in the grand brought, final. that would bring that up? You. No one cares. Oh, Who cares what happened in 1996. Trotter still isn't over that. And I mean, St. George fans, no St. George isn't fans. Isn't it amazing that someone that clearly has the problems that Trotter has, <laughs> when he wakes up in the morning, he looks in the mirror, he's a disappointed man. And not because of what happened in 1996 in the fucking grand final, let me tell you. He takes one look at himself, he thinks, the fuck of it, where, where did I go wrong? Poor Trotter's. He's one. He's one. He's a wonderful human, and I don't know why he's so angry at him for nothing. He's a cat. Now, um, he is. Um, the, the I think Benji answered some of the critics um, who said that he's lost it, but um, I don't think there's still a lot of people out there saying, and and myself included, saying he's not worth his contract upgrade at this moment. 
Um, Fuck off and, the Japanese rugby is what I say. And I just think one game where he had a solid game, I don't think he was at his best. Yeah. He's, and he's, the fact that he had a chance to put a real exclamation point on the game. Mm-hmm. He picked up that loose ball in his own end goal. Mm-hmm. He stepped three or four players. He ran 60 metres. Then what happened? He could have taken the tackle. He could have not thrown a flick pass. Smart player would have taken the tackle. Exactly. But no. Throws a flick pass directly to Jared Croker of all fucking people. And it was that good a flick pass that Jared Croker actually caught it. Yeah. I mean, what were the odds of that? Jared (laughs) Croker catching it. And he didn't even cry. Exactly. Well, he did. When he caught it. Yeah, he still still had tears in his eyes. He always does. He probably, well. He always does. He's an emotional kid. It's very emotional. Jared Croker. It's like but before he, he had the chance to put the exclamation point on it, and and he didn't, and it just goes to show he's not quite there. You know, this week, quality side. You know, can't say that he won't get another man of the match performance. And look, this and, week, Benji, you know. Benji, I, I, I would rate him like a five out of ten, which looks fantastic next to the twos and ones that he's been accumulating <laughs> over recent time. But he's still a long way from a ten, and you know, even he's a long way from a you know from a seven or an eight. You know who did play probably their best game since they've joined the West Tigers? Adam Blair. Fuck it, Adam Blair. Yeah. The dude racked up some metres. His best game... I, I Moving dare, to props being an absolute masterstroke. I dare say is the best game he's ever had for the West Tigers by a fucking considerable it's margin. It's the best game he's ever had in his career. And I've said a lot about the kids, and and so I should because they are fucking skillful geniuses. But Liam Fulton... Led, the, led him around like, like Benji only wished he could. What a fucking hero that kid is. Yeah, you thought... I thought he's not Benji. even a kid. I, I dare say, I give, give more credit to Liam Fulton than Benji. Liam Fulton is a fucking god, and I don't say that just because he and I could be twins. <laughs> he, yeah, in, in the me, sense of he's an axe, mate. In the sense of the the, the Schwarzenegger Devito with you being the Danny Devito twin, and yeah, and, how, and Liam Fulton you? being the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. How dare you? Because he's got the talent and the, he's an axe, and he's you know football successful. I just meant career. like in physical appearance, in the fact that we both got axe. bald heads. <laughs> about the only thing the only, you know what the only thing you guys could possibly have in common other than the bald heads is that you're both just as likely to throw a fucking game losing play in a in a, in a semi-final <laughs> right no, when you don't no. need to <laughs> Liam Fulton would make it to a semi-final I probably wouldn't um, look I was pretty pretty happy with the fact that the Tigers got the win um, certainly after the Broncos game um, you know they needed to come out and make a bit of a statement and the statement was that the Tigers are back and their charge to the premiership starts again now, and uh, you know, unconvincing. Two, 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 uh, not shit sides. That's that's a very harsh thing to say. But two sides played shit game of footy. Uh, conditions weren't conducive to good footy. But I mean, these sides aren't really good footy sides anyway. So you know, yeah, one plus one equals two, and you know, two being a pretty ordinary fucking spectacle. But I stayed strong, and I watched this thing in solidarity with Glenn from start to finish. Instead of watching the uh, the the uh, rugby union game, because as I said at the start of the show, and I will repeat it, the worst game of rugby league is still better than the best game of union. I agree. That's a fucking scientific fact. Now, also had to support Glenn as well because you know we might we might go at it on the show and have bets and all that sort of stuff. But when someone outside the show, like Doctor Sexy, is putting a bet on one of us, then fucking he's got to lose that bet. That's exactly right. And he did. And he did. And uh, and so you've got and yourself I'll be a looking, jersey. I'll be looking resplendent in my Western Suburbs West Tigers heritage strip. There you go. 
I cannot wait. I haven't told him that that's what I wanted. <laughs> He's probably out there like going to flea markets and buying the fucking cotton to get a fucking jersey stitched up by his local seamstress. Because well, he's personal you know, tailor. Well, he's personal tailor. Saying. Exactly. I mean, he's this cot. He's, he's Hollywood. You know, yeah, Hollywood. He say Hollywood. He say Hollywood. <laughs> but no, he's a good sport about it too. And he sent a photo through with his face painted as a tiger. But I suspect that might have been an old photo. Not not nearly as fun as if, like, you know, he had to shave his head and, and get his whole head painted like imagine, you had at the time. Imagine if I had to have shrek uh, it up. Oh, exactly. It'd be sensational. Um, Twitter, CA Photo 10. Apparently, to save time tonight, the ground announcer is going to introduce the crowd to the players. <laughs> Garbs, 1985. Bring your own socks day at the Tigers in decline. Different pair of oh, socks for each that. Room. Yeah, that so- was actually a pretty good initiative, I thought. What what does like it other, other than other than like paying homage to to you know your junior club? Is there anything else that went to it? Did like you know were there some kind of funds or something dispersed the junior clubs or, or anything? I like that? don't think so. I okay. think they were just probably marking all the junior clubs that have gone broke now that the West Tigers don't really have a presence there. Yeah, it's like this is, this is my junior club, but um, but but you know they can go fuck themselves financially. Yeah, I'm so I played for this club and made it all the way to first grade, but anyone currently playing for that club won't be able to. That's that's the message. They don't even get oranges. They don't get any cans of Solo. No bananas, no lollies. <laughs> what about another story? Had to, it was our turn to bring the fruit for soccer. <laughs> okay. The weekend. And what? And what? And what? With with kids like under sixes or whatever soccer, what is expected as far as like a spread when the team? You, you're, you what is it? The away team brings it, or is it just like a no, home um, team brings it, or home team? Okay, home team brings so it. So what is expected? But we just bring it for our club. I think they. The other opposition team, you know, at the end of the day, I would fucking feed them. They're the opposition. Oh, okay. So this is just you personally. Yeah, just your, our team. your family has to provide for the team this That's week. Right. Okay. And um, <laughs> I had to get my mum to cut the oranges up. And I was like, I couldn't think, like, all the times back in the early days of the show when he used to say, and we went, such and such went into oranges with, yeah. and fuck, it used to shit me. <laughs> And all, all, you know, I never, knew you, felt, I never just... knew you felt that way because I'd bring it back if I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was like, I almost don't want to take the fucking oranges because it reminds me of Nate. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried one and it was sour because it reminded me of you. Yeah, I'm going to haunt your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben Dunn 43 said, Hey, at West Tigers, he tweeted to the official account and Raiders Canberra, you owe me money for watching this game. It's fucking awful. Fair call. I thought it was magnificent. I took all my clothes off and watched it on the couch on my own. Well, you know, winners are grinners. Erebus Chaos said, uh, did I just witness Marshall kick one from the sideline? He hasn't done that since, well, ever. Hash, Bullshit. can't believe my eyes. He always eyes. kicks the hard ones, mate. Always. NZ Warrior Forum. So one is in front where you are. Yeah. NZ Warrior Forum said, well done, champ. You earned that one. Exciting finish. Fulton is the man. Agreed. Praise from across the ditch. I like it. Mike underscore existence. The refs really bent us over in the last 10 minutes and spoiled what was a really good, tough game. Bad first half decisions cost us more. I agree on all counts. Toto TV said, The Tigers get another win, but no one gives a shit because the Wallabies are playing. Hash Tigers in decline. Hash Wallabies over Tigers. See, I disagree with that wholeheartedly, and it's not even my team. Fucking cat. Rugby union in decline. You know what? I would like to consider myself as someone who's, while I'm not a fan of, of all sports... I've got a couple of sports that I really, really like, like you know, rugby league and um, and NFL and um, NHL in particular. Bit of cricket, but cricket. Yeah, I mean, like you know, one day is 
Are you fucking you know, serious? Like some, you know, cricket's good if you like if you're working, and you know because I work from home, you know I can you know put the TV on and have it going. Just what this a background. fucking revelation! And yet you're not a you're not a basketball fan. I don't mind. I don't. I don't like or dislike. I'm just not into. It. I don't have a team. I don't have any you know like emotional stake in you know that sort of thing. Like it's all right. Like it's fun to play. But like I'm you know as as far as like you know watching it, you know, I'm not a massive fan. But it's not just not into it. Like I don't I don't I don't have any negative feelings towards it. I just you know got limited fucking hours in the day, man. But the point is that um you know and even the sports I'm not into, like you know obviously you know MMA and that's a big one. But um the, the sports I'm not into, I I still sort of you know just through you know you see the news and everything like that, and you kind of keep up on you know what's sort of going around. But with the the super whatever it is now, is it super fourteen? I think it's just called Super Rugby. They lost count. Did they? Okay. Well, with the Super Rugby this year, they've done such a fucking terrible job in this country that it got to about the fourth round before I even realised it had fucking started for the year. Yeah, it's... I I think this time of year with the, the Wallabies and all the rest of it, pe- people are actually more conscious of Rugby Union, but yeah. fuck, it goes off the radar at the start of the season. I was literally shocked because normally, you know, you'll get the thing, you'll sit, you'll you'll be on the radio and they're talking about the Reds playing at, you know, at Suncorp that weekend or something, but it was literally four weeks into the competition before I realised it had even fucking started. I do, um, I do cop a fair bit of rugby talk because a bunch of people at work are all, um... Fucking private school pri- boys, private school educated, yep. and um, and fucking bullfeds, mm-hmm. and they've all played rugby, yep. and they don't like it when I say you're 120 kilo, you got a headlock of fucking watermelon. How many penalty penalty goals do you kick? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck off, mate! You don't understand the game. I said I understand watching penalty goals add fucking nauseam. Thank you very much. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I played. Please I played. answer my question about how many penalty goals do you kick? And the answer is none. You were the bottom rung on the ladder that everyone fucking trod over to get to the fucking ball. <laughs> exactly. To move the ball down the field to the point where a penalty goal was an option. <laughs> but um, yeah, I played nines at school in the off season. Uh, really? Around yeah, but like nines is like it's the same as league sevens. It's just like it's fun. It's just like you know, it's like fucking touch football with like you know, a little bit of tackling in there. You know, yeah. it's just fun. But yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> CA photo 10 how would you like shares in Woodstock Bourbon and Ansel Jizz Catchers tonight in Campbelltown <laughs> Ash Big Night Ash Tigers in Incline how be spending money on condoms you know, how do you think all these West- how do you think all these 13 year old mums come about <laughs> <laughs> exactly Chapo the creator he said yeah Benji took a massive dive there to earn his penalty Ash Benji's manhood in decline oh that guy's re- fucking this tweet this tweet they just say it. this tweet itself I didn't care for either way but this hashtag here is why it had to be included. First one, Benji's manhood in decline. Don't care about that. The next one, hash Cogger never dived. Well, Cogger never took a dive in his life, but neither does Benji Marshall. I mean, but Cogger won like fucking five percent of the games he played too. So I mean, what you know, what's it going to be? What do you mean? <laughs> I, was, I, was I don't understand. Why would Trevor Cogger need to take a dive? He lost every game he ever played. To, to earn penalties to maybe win the games. How many did he lose by two points? Fucking not many. We were getting pumped by forty. Forty. Hey, forty facts. Tell us. Give us that. How many? Oh, fucking Jesus. How many? How, many games how much did... time could that guy possibly have? Oh, I think he's awesome. I... Forty facts guy. Yeah, I'm legend. Put it. I'm just putting it out there. And if he has the time, maybe you can <laughs> figure it just out. Just saying. Unless he's a professional statistician, and he may well be. But all I'm saying is, if you are a professional statistician, I can't believe I've just pumped that out twice yeah. without fucking it up. Yeah. I'm not going to go for a third. Yeah. 
if that is indeed his occupation, fuck, he spent a lot of time fucking around looking up Western Suburbs Magpies facts. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you work for yourself because that's not very productive. That's all I'm saying. At Karim Karan, is this the beginning of the Tigers' march to a grand final loss to Manly? Hash not likely, hash Benchy showed up. And then he's got hash fuck off clock. Yeah, he's, he's jumped on the clock. He has jumped wagon. on it. He sort of started out like he was supporting the clock and then he's, he's like, no, in denial. Yeah. He, he likes the clock, but he's in denial. He's just, he's just trying to figure out. He's know, a clockophobe, to, he's is a, what he is. He's, 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 he's clockophobic. He loves the clock, but he's just trying to figure out how to, how to break the news to his friends and family. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, really, essentially. Uh, Troy underscore seventy nine. What a shit house fucking game of football. Raiders came down to the Tigers' retardedness and couldn't snap out of it. Yeah. Hash sack Shillow. Well, I just you know Nathan. Look, that's exact. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment. Actually, I am not normally. Yeah, I am. I'm a vengeful god. I really am, and <laughs> I can just say, fucking, when the Tigers are in the midst of the the you know ten game winning streak they're about to go on before they enter the finals and go on another win streak. But, you know, as they say, new season. How many games are left in the season? Ten. And um, all I can say is, when they're in the midst of it, there's going to be people looking at it, listening to me, talking, as I have, even when they were running last. And think, fucking idiot. They're going <laughs> to... Because they get the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have a sphincter like a decimal point. You know the what? thought of the Tigers actually making the eight slash winning the comp, like I've called for all season, is going to do some people's heads in. Mate, I am all for the West Tigers getting into the finals this season. All for it, man. Here we go. Yeah. Punchline. Every finals pack needs a cannon fighter to get the last <laughs> There it is. <laughs> like the Broncos were last year. <laughs> Sharkies. Okay, uh, next uh South Sydney Rabbitohs 30 defeated Paramount Eels 10 uh, front of 17,000 and a touch people. Uh, Rabbitohs there 30 points came tries to Dylan Walker, Adam Reynolds, Dylan Farrell, Justin Hunt, John Sutton. Perfect five from five for Adam Reynolds and the Eels double to Ken Seo and one from two conversions from Chrissy Sandow. You take South's best player out of their side and you're still left with the top eight team. I think Inglis, Inglis wasn't there. They didn't really miss a beat. You do the same to Para. <laughs> and they struggle to win a pub league game. Take Jared Howe out of that side and, and fuck me, dude. They're a rabble. That's the thing. I think a lot of teams you could take a, take their best player out, put him up against Parramatta, and you'd get a similar sort of result, I think. But, um, yeah. I'm not well, I mean, at the end of the day, the West Tigers were playing out the, playing without their best player in Robbie Farrar. Didn't miss a beat. Beat, you know, an up-and-coming Raiders side that many are expecting to, to make the eight. Um, you know, Parramatta couldn't get it done. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think it's now official. Um, Parramatta really have quit on their season. If, mm-hmm. it, if, if it, there was any doubt left. Um, and Ricky, can, as we spoke about earlier, Ricky can blame the referees all he wants, but this is really on him. Um, th- this whole situation uh, yeah. with telling these players that they're not wanted... Um, and I guess in the some ways it's probably told fair. Some, we told some that they're like, you know, not only aren't you wanted, like you, there is no fucking chance for you to turn this this verdict around. Sure. Then there was the group where it was like, you know, you can find somewhere next year, but exceptional performances in the run home may see you offered a, you know, mm. a continued role at the club. So I, I just, I can see that he's he's trying to, um, to make his stand there, but it, it's pretty clear the effect it's had. Yeah. It, it's killed the morale of the group, and um, 
and this is the sort of result they can expect for the for the rest of the season, I think. Um, I've got a big call on Adam Reynolds. I think in three years' time he'll be the most dominant halfback in the NRL. He is, considering he's had one season. Why three? Off, just given the age, and I think um, you know, as a halfback, they take time. I think he's very good controlling a game now with his kicking game. I yep. think his passing game is very, very selective. He's an old head on young shoulders. Um, I just think with that little bit of extra experience, it's hard to believe he's only really played one full season of first grade. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he is he is something else. He's like he's like he's like a young Daly Cherry Evans without the premiership glory. Go to Twitter, shall we? Okay. The straight edge, Andrew John, uh, ex-Andrew John X, says, uh, another week, another episode of Matt Keating trolling his own team. Hash, all in capitals. Just fuck off, you useless cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Sensational. You see it right there from across the room. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Drew underscore Nathan five said, uh, watching Souths and their clipping league tackles makes me want to stab cunts. People get people getting saucy on the uh, on the Aren't south one. What a bit of blue language. And um, yeah, and and you know, and, and Drew he'd know, he'd know about stabbing cunts too. I'm sure he's bayon- bayoneted many people in his uh, in his time. Oh, yeah, you know. I had an interesting little analogy that I was going to throw in there, but <laughs> all right. Uh, Involved want- Drew bayoneting, you know, in an incestual type of thing. With oh yeah, let's not go there. Um, Oh, who did you just fuck over? What do I just wreck shit every Stop week? Stop wrecking them. Shane, Aaron, Elvis. Souths were good. Para aren't as bad as I thought. In soggy conditions, we saw ball skills that would bring a tear to Elton John. <laughs> Explain that entire tweet to me. Souths, Souths were, were, were decent. They were, you know, they were good. Good, that's a fair assessment. Parramatta, pretty, pretty fucking ordinary. I mean, like they were kind of, sort of... In it, they started out time. okay. Yeah, they're half time they were right. They, geez, they fell apart. At the if end. they had scored the first try in the second half, then you know maybe you know we might have a bit of a game. But I mean, South scored almost immediately in the second half. Mm. So you know it's no good. Um, JT underscore Goldie, new player has entered the game and says, I "Hate South with a passion. It's horrible seeing them win on the field. They are a disgraceful team." Fucking I'm instantly fucking in love. Uh, Andrew John X, ex Andrew John X comes back and said, Sticky should have sacked those 12 players on the spot instead of watching them play like absolute dog shit for the rest of 2013. That's probably fair enough, too. I think that the, the Parramatta board and, you know, and those people would be well informed as to, you know, this is what I was going to do. This is a likely, if, you know, it's a possible, if not a likely outcome to this. This is, could go one or two ways. This is, you know, one of the eventualities you need to prepare yourself for to live through this for the rest of the 2013 season because I've got plans that, you know, go into 2014, blah, blah, blah. But the fans, there's people who pay for memberships and they pay for season tickets to go to, you know, like a dozen games a year. I mean, you know, they can't enjoy going and watching their team get fucking smashed every week. They're the no, ones that get hurt imagine, by it. You would not imagine that that's a lot of fun for them. And like some people would say that, you know, they're Parramatta fans and they deserve it, but I'm not one of those people. I mean, it's funny, a lot of Manly, like, you know, you know through the 80s, I was like, you know, Manly Parramatta was a thing, but I, I don't really carry too much of that around because I hate Super League teams more than I hate any other ARL side, so they're kind of at least in my, you know, least eight least hated sides. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, at Evil Conspiracy, Ben Roberts playing in dummy half to maximise his touches in the game. Brilliant. Hash winning formula, hash super coach, hash tigers in decline. 
Benny27. When I read R. Stewart was giving 12 players the axe, I was shocked. Now I think he should axe the lot. And he's tweeted that to the Parrot Eels as well and got Hash Eels in decline. Fella, how, how much further can they decline? Yeah. Well, they already come fun. last. CA Photo 10. Said, Is there a bigger victim in the NRL than Ricky? He'd fair dinkum find an issue with winning Lotto. Hash Ricky Winge. <laughs> Mup23 said, How does a coach who continues to name Ben Roberts try and blame someone else with a straight face? Yeah. Good yeah. Point. Dashing Dan 1. I wonder what the fine would be for pissing on a ref. Hash Packer plus Ricky. Well, I mean, NRL math dictates it would be $30,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really? Um, unless there's some kind of discount for bulk purchase, like Costco. <laughs> you know. um, at Rob Moore V1. This is an interesting tweet. Watching Souths. When I was coaching the county, I picked Gurgis and decided not to pick his twin because I thought he was shit. Hash <laughs> idiot. <laughs> So I want to hear more from Rob Moore. Yes. So he, so where did it, you know which county was it that he coached? What was the situation there with the Burgesses? At what age were they when he was dealing? You know, that's interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, maybe hit us up with an email. Yeah, because fuck, that'd be a lot of tweets explaining that in 140 characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, CA photo 10 to finish up said, uh, if a golfer with a 28 handicap bags the greenkeeper, you're telling him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ricky is that 28 marker. Refs are the greenkeeper. Okay, moving on to uh, Monday Night for Bitch. The Gold Coast Titans, 18, predictably defeated a very depleted Melbourne Storm, 12. Predictable ass because we're rugby league profits. Now, the venue, Skill Park, the crowd, as written in front of me, 13,044. Now, now that is- they did actually seem to be a fairly decent scattering of crowd as that's about as complimentary I can, as I can be to the, the away uh, supporters bay, Titans crowd. As always... Fairly well populated. But... By Melbourne fans. What the fuck? Exactly. Were you there at that game when those Melbourne fans started in that time and went to watch with Risby? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Fucking Melbourne fans. How was that time we picked... We stabbed a guy with a Risby stick? <laughs> just remember sitting there. We went, didn't even have a stake in it. I was just sitting there watching the game between the Eels and Titans. And then some fuckhead just... And I was wearing a manly jacket or something like that. And these, yeah. these Storm fans started up and, you know, 40 nil, it's an argument stopper. Bam. So then it has to go to fisticuffs, doesn't it? <laughs> it? It went to another level at the mention of 40 nil. And then once that particular Melbourne fan, which I think might have been Go Storm 1, who knows, um, once it went possible, there, yeah. they tried to fire up and then you were like, anyway, you're just a bunch of filthy cheats. And fuck me, didn't it erupt? <laughs> hey, I was just once those again, players didn't know those players weren't cheats. How oh, dare and you? And then I'm like, I'm, then I'm re- instantly, I'm instantly regretting saying anything. I mean, not because I was worried about their aggression, but because I was just like, oh, fucking now I've got it. Now the, the fucking they just, I didn't even now see I've got them to explain it to this oh, person. Well, it's it's like I didn't even see them like under their seats but they pulled out fucking all of them had a violin and they just start playing this fucking story <laughs> about their oh their team and I was like oh fuck it was a tragedy alright so we stabbed them with a risby stick exactly fuckers okay anyway um, Gold Coast Titans tries to get it to Gordon Anthony Don <laughs> Luke O'Dwyer I'm not going to say that is Don is good thing because fuck people overuse that thing for Anthony Don it's, it's ridiculous and, and quite frankly he's not yeah, exactly. Uh, Caesar, he got uh, two from three conversions and a penalty goal. Storm's 12 points came a double on debut to Ben Hampton. Uh, conversions, Gareth Widdop got one. Maurice Blair got one. Gareth Widdop obviously not able to function for the second one because... Uh, 
painful, Ouchie. painful looking. Dis- Speaking of that, dragons, kids. dragons can't really take a trick. It's, well, it's, it's, yeah. they signed him, and they say that, but I mean, the, apparently there was no like you know tendon or ligament damage. Just it just popped out. So they, the Storm are hoping to have him have him back into the finals if they're lucky enough to make it. Well, you know, given they're like second on the ladder and you know sailing along pretty well. Yeah, I think, well, you know, I mean, everyone on the ladder is going to take a, at least one step down, aren't they, Nathan? Unless the Tigers make their charge. No, no, Glenn. I don't think that's going to happen. That's actually not going to happen. <laughs> well, that being the case, um, you know, my opinion, and certainly based on the Chris Lawrence thing, um, you'd think... Never be the same. Well, it'll be at least 2015 before Widdop is anywhere near the form that, that the Dragons actually signed him to, to replicate for their club. Um, let's hope that he, you know, he does make it back for Melbourne and, and can sort of hit the ground running, pardon the pun, for, for the Dragons. Um, next season, excuse me, he's, um, he's obviously a big part of what they're trying to do there next year. So Jamal Idris, he's actually, this is one of the best games I've seen him play, certainly for the last two seasons. Idris has been fucking good for like, you know, the last maybe six weeks. He's he's been been fairly solid. This game, his aggression in defense and then the way he was running the ball as well, um, that's the sort of that's the sort of player the Titans desperately wanted when they signed him from Canterbury. When he wasn't, I don't even think he was that player in Canterbury towards his latter stages either. Oh, not towards once he signed with the Titans, I he think, was on the. Down, I think he's pretty. Spiral, I think he's but. he's almost approaching something that you would call career best form. Dare I say? And that is a big call from. Jeez, we came the piss out of him. His yeah, first but season yeah, the but deservedly so. I mean, he was clearly out of shape and you know disinterested and mm. you know maybe out of favour with you know we've had a bit of a hierarchy change there in the Titans as well. You know, maybe something's changed there. I mean, you wouldn't think that would affect him too much. I mean, you know, given the coaching guy. staff are pretty much the same, but sensitive guy. For the storm, just as Widdop goes down, you know, Ben Hampton shows up, scores two tries, really um, made. Freddie made the storm. They keep coming up with these youngsters, and yep. I'm not one to to really normally hark back to the whole salary cap thing with yep. the storm. But for a club with no real junior nursery, you know, save um, Mahe, what's his name? Yeah, Fenua. Fenua, that's it. But aside from Brisbane, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I just wonder. You know, the attraction for the Storm, given the fact that they, you know, in some of the formative years for these guys that are coming through, they had Inglis Slater, yep. um, Cronk and Smith, right? Dominant yep. team. Faleo. Faleo as well. Um, these guys come through the ranks and they're signed up by these scouts because of the quality of, of the football that they can play and the players that were in the team. You know, and... So they signed up from whatever fourteen, yeah. You know how many years we're we talking now, um, fourteen, fifteen, or even sixteen-year-olds, yeah. and now they're starting to come through these young kids. You know that's that's the other side of you know of what they were doing as well. You know they yeah, yeah. gained an advantage um, as far as attracting junior talent because they had so many great players in their team. 
but remember as well, it's like seven years since they they you know lost the grand final, and then you know then they won a tainted grand final, then they got flogged in the greatest grand final ever. Mm. But I mean, it's seven years since you know. So you look at that, you take you know kids have got to finish high school or you know whatever. So you know seventeen, and so these are ten year olds back then. Mm. So I mean, there has been that carrot that you know when they're looking at signing the kids. You know they're probably looking at signing around 2009. Yeah, mate, I just when they've kind of been in like three or four grand finals in you know, four grand finals in five years. Sure. So, so there is you know success is obviously the very uh, you know very that that's a, that's an advantage when they're bidding probably against the Broncos for these yeah. kids because they're all you know kids up from up here pretty much. Exactly. But he looks like a good player. Look, yep, showed some really good, good um, you know, really good hustle to, to back up. Yep. Uh, for his first try and and um, you know I don't you know. You would imagine fullback and and five eight. I think is is his preferred positions. Yep. Um. You know, with Widdop not there, maybe, you know, he's the guy they're going to groom to take his spot. Yep. Um, Works out well. Yeah, it really like does. Timing, you know, just ready made sort of guy to come in. I'm yeah, they probably probably, early, game, probably earlier than they wanted to throw him in there. But sure. you know, if that's their plan and he was the guy they wanted to, you know, succeed uh, Widdop in that position, then great. Yeah, so I, I think Melbourne were a bit off the pace, and, and you know, considering the plays they had out, it was. Um, you, no, take, you take the se- you, you take the seven, and the nine and the one out of any team. Yeah, they're going to fucking. Show. I mean, look at Parramatta. Take their one out. You know, quite frankly, the West Tigers on the weekend. Oh, you don't have no one. one, no nine, no seven. Yeah, let's face it, you haven't had so a seven for years. Only the best teams, only the best teams can do it, Nathan. I, I see what you're saying. You haven't had, you, you haven't had a seven for I agree years. With you, mate. So, like, no, I that's, agree with you, buddy. Which is probably part of your problems. Good point. Yeah, thanks, thank you, thanks, Glenn, thanks. <laughs> but you take, you, yeah, you take one seven nine out of a team, and you know, quite frankly, I mean, West Tigers are almost an exception because they haven't had a seven for, since what 2006. How dare you, John Morris? Exactly, and they haven't had a one for you know, a couple of years now either. I mean, really that. You know, you could write home about. I mean, it's been you know, there's been guys wiped out for seasons. There's been Maltzons thrown in there with hands yeah. like feet. Tim Maltz was know. highly sought after. Uh, he was, but Jesus, George Lord of Dragons of all clubs. Didn't he fucking? Didn't he? Didn't he put it into cruise control after he got that contract sorted out though? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, Titans fans going off like this is a fucking amazing feat. You know, the Storm absolutely crippled, and yeah. you know, maybe Parramatta wouldn't have got over them. But I would dare say most sides in the competition would have given them a fair crack. I expected the Titans to win based on the the quality of of personnel that um, the Storm, Storm had, had out. out. But um, I also, you know, think their job was made a little bit easier by the fact that Widdop got injured and yeah, and and the fact is they won, the final scoreline was eighteen twelve, but it was actually fourteen twelve until very close to the end. I mean, sure. it was game on until right up to the end. And in fact, the Storm had you know some ridiculous you know Harlem Globetrotter. You know, yeah, you know, short kick off, you know, on the play, yeah, 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 to you know, to to attempt to get something, yeah, you know, to make something happen somewhere. I mean, you know, maybe if you had had Cooper Crock and Billy Slater there, maybe you could do that shit and get away with it. But no. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, tweets Paraman Mark Two. He was there and he said uh, a decent crowd in at Skill Park tonight. Hash said no one ever, <laughs> and he was actually there. Uh, Jacoby Nelson, long time no see for him. Said if Chris Lawrence is Betty White, then surely G Widop is B Arthur. Dislocated hip, hash golden girls. <laughs> DJ X plane. You'd think after 40 years of playing rugby league that Riles would learn not to give away penalties. Hash grey hair wisdom. He's bad. He is really bad. TBI penguin. 
I'd cheer for a team of Osama Bin Laden's versus the Purple Cheats. So very happy to see the Gold Coast Titans get a win. Jesus, and got, that's tough. And we got, yeah, nah, maybe. The best bit was when the Storm lost. <laughs> and we got uh, Mup23. Is it fair to say the 2013 t- Titans are the best team to ever play any sport? Hash spoiler alert, yes. That guy's a jerk. At the end of the year, when you're voting for Gronk of the Year in the Twilly Awards... Unanimously. MUP23 is the one you want to pick. Paraman Mark 2. Happy Titans got the W. Made my daughter's night. But fuck me, it was a painful game to watch. Substandard without origin stars. Which is true. Yeah, it was a pretty ordinary game. It wasn't as bad as the Tigers game, but it was... You know, oh, it was, it was, hang on a sec. How dare you? It wasn't. Mup23, again, said the Purple Pretenders, lucky to get so close, only a matter of inches away from it being 50 to 12. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This grunky shit. <laughs> Previews. Well, before we get to round 16, Wednesday night. Tonight, as you're listening to the show, Origin, Game 2. Suncorp Stadium, New South Wales. Clinch the series. Capture one in a row. And basically... <laughs> You know, provide the true feel-good story for the world of rugby league for 2013, and and you know, moving forward. Oh, I can't believe you can put that into the same category as the West Tigers' current West Tigers situation. Are a hateful, hateful band of misfits. New South Wales are a mighty team of warriors. This taking their opportunity to shine against a team that you know, quite frankly, is is yeah, is stacked. Stacked with you know the Australian team essentially they're playing against they're playing against the country <laughs> essentially and that's the sort of traitorous bastards they are Nathan Aussie battlers they come down to Aussie battlers the the Australian team at the moment you. they've lost touch they've they've, they've lost touch they've, you know, too many Queenslanders is my own shit against me Kiwis they, they've they've lost touch with you know there's, you know yeah with all these Kiwis and fucking you know the, the Queensland they don't know they don't know who who they are anymore I mean. And and quite frankly, that's that, self. You would say, Nathan. They started. They started. You know, cult players. You know, this this whole pick and stick thing, thrown out the window at the first sign of being dominated. <laughs> and uh, you know, so they've that, that cult players. John, no, no loyalty. Panic stations. Malin Ingers tried to. You know, he's tried to play mind games in the media, and he's he's, he's fucking horrible. About and succeeded. It. He's he's absolutely horrible at it. Um, you know, Laurie Daly though. You know, God didn't rate him before this, but my God, what a masterful job he's done of manipulating the media. Sensational work from a, a, tr- a true general at the helm of a ragtime he, team. He has a job in the media. He's probably got a leg up. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, yeah, Laurie, able to manipulate the media from a f- fruit and veg shop. And yeah, and Laurie Daly, you know, I think he'd make a fair fist of politics too, just quietly. <laughs> I'm sure you'd vote for him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, New South Wales win. I'll vote for him for sure. Vote one, Laurie. So anyway, this game. I mean, t- t- to be fair. Um, the, the the changes New South Wales have made have had to be made, you know, through injury and, and you know, unfortunate suspension. So yeah, they lost Jared Hayne, but They've I feel they've improved that, their side by putting Aaron Woods in there. I think I think that uh, I think that that Josh Dugan, if he can keep his current club form, if he can replicate that at Origin level, I think um, potentially an upgrade for Jared Hayne this game. Aaron Woods definitely an upgrade, in my opinion. Um, so really. Nathan Merritt, it's a question mark. Can he lift to origin? You know, can he prove the doubters wrong? You know, that's a big question there. And if they can answer those questions, then, you know, 
their forward pack is strengthened with the inclusion of Woods, in my opinion. So I think that uh, New South Wales will be able to dominate Queensland exactly as they did in the first game, except, uh, you know, try scoring machines like Merritt, you know, gets a hat trick on debut, creates his own little origin miracle <laughs> that's story. Kiss, that's the kiss of death, mate. <laughs> That is a kiss of death. <laughs> Calling someone for Patrick. Um, look, Queensland are pretty ordinary in game one. Um, I don't think they'll be uh, the same side in game two. I think they'll uh, they'll come out. They'll start strongly. Uh, they'll get Greg Inglis a lot of early ball, and I think that'll pose a lot of problems for New South Wales. Um, given the atmosphere and given the, the crowd at Suncorp, I think that uh, will weigh heavily in Queensland's favour. And, and I think Queensland... Uh, in all seriousness, I think Queensland will win this game quite handily. But I, what I think that will mean is that we go down to Game Three. Um, New South Wales have got over, um, you know, the jitters of of you know the whole eight in a row uh, thing that's been bandied about. Uh, they come out in Game One. They showed um, that they are here to compete and compete hard for this series. And Queensland couldn't really answer that challenge. But in Game Two, um, I think that. They'll certainly step. Queensland will certainly step up to the plate. It'll be a tough game, um, but I think Game Three, it'll be a very, very high intensity, and I think it'll be a much more level playing field. New South Wales, the the guys there, um, you know, they that winning Game One, I think it's given them a lot of confidence, and I think they'll, you know, they know they belong now, and I think Game Three will be one of the best. Um, one of the best origin games we would have seen for a number of years, but I think game two um, is, is going to be a fairly fairly handy victory for Queensland. I think I think I don't even know why you're talking about game three because dead rubbers are something that no one wants to see. <laughs> I think Queensland, you're right in one respect, I think Queensland are going to come out hard. I mean, I think that they, they, they would feel, you know, very disappointed in their performance uh, and the way they end up in the first game. But they only, you know, on the other hand, they, they played as well as they were allowed to. They were out enthused by a younger and, and, um, and quite frankly, better side. And uh, this, this game, Queensland are going to come out hard. They're going to try a lot of niggle. They're going to really try to niggle. They're also going to want to, want to get payback on Paul Gallen. But you know what? They I think can't. They can't. They can't get it. That ship sailed. They win so much that they got that rugby league got nerfed all because of them. And so I think New South Wales, the Aussie battles that they are, upholders of the traditions of rugby league itself, <laughs> I think they're going to want to punish Queensland for the way that they've tried to ruin rugby league. And uh, as a result, I think New South Wales, it won't be a massive win, but I think they'll get up by, you know, the vicinity of 10 points. And, you know, the Queenslanders, you know, you get it into that final 10 minutes of the game. Queensland's down by 10. Never say die, Queensland, blah, blah, blah. But I dare say that, you know, come full time or come 78-minute mark of that game, there'll be more than one Queenslander pissing on their seat. <laughs> well said. <laughs> It actually made me laugh. First time in three years, you've done well. Um, and so once again, I mean, obviously, you know, you you, you say Queensland win, I say New South Wales win, yeah, and we'll what if I can see what happens. See what happens on the night. <laughs> so let's move on to the actual uh, round sixteen. Um, kicking off, obviously, these teams are, are kind of subject to how the players involved in Origin back up, um, especially you know with the, the Rabbitohs versus Raiders game. I mean, it's only two nights after you know what's presumably going to be a very high intensity game, yeah. um, like Origin usually is. So, well, Canberra Raiders mighty disappointing on the weekend. I mean, it was great for us. Oh, we, you know, as, thoroughly as, outplayed, mate. As a show, it was fantastic that they that they really choked the chicken against uh, against the Tigers. But um, you know, Souths 
with Origin players back, Greg Inglis will be absolutely furious at you know at, at his name being in the record books as one of the guys that uh, relinquished the trophy for Queensland. <laughs> um, you know, you know McQueen, he'll be like, wow, you know Queensland won seven in a row. I get in the side, we lose. Uh, you know, this coral is correlation causality. Am I the reason Queensland lost Origin? I better play well in this game, redeem myself, if you will. Nathan Merritt, he'll be flying. Dead, you can talk some shit, man. Nathan Merritt, he'll be flying. He'll be flying high after a match-winning couple of tries. Uh, you know, so yeah, he'll be unstoppable. Adam Reynolds, he'll be stung. He'll be like, I should, I should have been there. Why couldn't I be? You know, celebrate this fantastic New South Wales future the most dominant great- halfback in the NRL. Instead of that, Had it on play. I mean, you know, Mitchell Pearce. I mean, you know, good on him. He lifted the trophy, but you know, it should have been me. Yeah, so he'll be stung. So all this adds up to South Sydney absolutely bollocking Canberra by a fucking gigantic margin. Agree. In the vicinity of twenty six points. If Nathan Merritt awakes from his slumber after being, you know, completely trampled in game two. I just told you he's going to have match winning multiple tries. Oh, sorry, Glenn. Fuck's sake. Got ya. Um, yeah, I don't think the Raiders have got much of a chance. None, none whatsoever. And you know what? And I say that even if they. You know, do bring you know their A game in quotes kind of thing. Mm. I mean, if they if they play South like Souths are on a whole another level to the Raiders. If they play like they did against the Tigers, they're going to get bollocked by thirty points plus. But if they you know they bring their A game, might be a great game. But still, Souths will still get over them by like you know at least sort of ten points. You'd think. Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, oh, well, there we go. Where we go? Saturday. Leichhardt, West Tigers versus the Melbourne Storm. West Tigers have been lucky with their games and their timings, but not as lucky as the Titans have been because the Titans <laughs> have been really catching teams at their worst. But unfortunately, the Melbourne Storm with, uh, you know, Cam Smith presiding over the failure of his state side, Cooper Cronk, Adam feeling, Blair. feeling the pressure of Daly Cherry Evans. Adam, you know, Blair, in, him. Adam Blair in career best form for the West Tigers. <laughs> um, playing against his old club, he'll be out there wanting to prove a point. Uh, I think he'll take his game to a new level. Robbie Farrer and, and Aaron Woods, uh, you know, backing up from Origin, where they'll probably, you know, be among the, the, the top three or four players on the field, you know, in a comprehensively beaten side, mind you. But, um, you know, Robbie, a true Origin warrior, that he'll, he'll probably make 60 tackles. Uh, he'll probably come out on Friday night and make another 50. That's the type of player he is. A lot of people can't relate. They don't have that type of player in their team, let me tell you. Robbie Farrer, warrior. Probably on track for 110 tackles in three days. That's the type of bloke he is. It seems ridiculous, Nathan. It seems retarded. Matty Ballon does that in a game. It seems silly. It seems silly to even contemplate that someone will make over 100 tackles in two games over the space of three three days. Robbie this will, is a type of player that Robbie Farrer is. And Robbie will need to because, let's face it, the Storm are going to be throwing points on them. James Tedesco comes back into the side. The only reason that the West Tigers didn't win by 65 points last Saturday night is because James Tedesco wasn't inside and he was replaced by Sean Meany, who made some horrible, horrible fucking mistakes. Cost the West Tigers any chance of winning that game by 50, as they should have, as was their right, because they are the team of destiny, as oh, they will prove against the... You've thrown, the out the team. You've thrown out the Team of Destiny thing again. You know what happens to that? No. Team of Destiny generally is destined to miss the finals entirely. <laughs> That's what happened last time, though, the Team of Destiny. They finished 10th. <laughs> <laughs> this time, 11th. Tigers in decline. Storm are going to win this game easily. Like, fucking easily. They're going to make an example out of the Tigers, and they're, gonna, they're not going to shut you up, because, quite frankly, nothing's going to stop you with your spiel of undefeated Premier, blah, blah, blah. But... 
the Storm are going to fucking make a mockery of the Tigers side and uh, send them back down uh, around Spoonsville where they belong. Tigers got a good record against the Storm and specifically at Leichhardt. The Storm know they can't win. They'll go in there, they'll be scared. Um, they don't want to play. They don't want to play for, for Bellamy. They don't want to play at Leichhardt and they certainly don't want to play the West Tigers. They can't win. Everything you just said was wrong. Okay, uh, Penrith Panthers taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons out at Centibet, so we can expect under 10,000 people there. Um, Matt Moylan in the side. There'll be more crack pipes than people. Yeah, he uses ringes. <laughs> wow, that's hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You said, you said they're smoking crack. I said they're injecting heroin. Oh, they're fucking, yeah, we're so different in what we said. <laughs> um, okay, it's well. But if you smoke it through a pipe, it's, it's kind of classy. These are tough. Everybody's grandpa has a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've it's seen It's almost so. classy. I don't think you've seen crack smoke before. Uh, yeah, I um, have. Okay, so this one, it's hard. To, it's it's really hard to say. The Dragons, they're impressing nobody, with the exception of the former Josh Dugan. Exactly. Um, Panthers, you know, they, they went through a good run and then they lost kind of meekly to Canberra, um, you know, who then obviously showed that they're not that great and, you know, last week. So... Quite really frankly, struggle. the Panthers haven't recovered from their loss to the Tigers a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're not the same side. And, you know, the only saving grace is the fact that this week they'll play themselves back into a bit of form against the Dragons, um, who, with the exception of Josh Dugan, are possibly the most boring thing on the planet. Yeah, I, would agree, I would agree with that. It's a, it's a hard one to call. I mean, I guess, it, you know, are Penrith going into as the favourites? You, you have to assume they are. But, hard to say. There's no odds here. this game, just, it, yeah... Doesn't doesn't excite me. Going to be yeah, honest with you. I think on paper and certainly um, based on attacking form shown this season, I think the Panthers are a much a better side than the Dragons, and um, I think being at home, they'll probably win by you know sort of eight to ten points. Newcastle Knights take on the Gold Coast Titans at Hunter Stadium. So this one, the Titans had a very good, very fortunate run. You know, getting the Storm and they had their players out. Now they come up against the Newcastle Knights side, which is just. Impossible to read, but they are at home. And if there's one thing, if there's one place where the Knights can play, it is at home. Sure. And Titans, you know, they're overrated. They've they've crept under the radar because they've had an incredibly favourable draw. Um, and I'm not, it's not that the Knights are a great side, but um, they've certainly got enough to beat the Titans. Yeah, I, th- I think just the fact that it is in Newcastle, I probably lean towards the Knights a little bit. Um, Nate Miles and, and Greg Bird have been named on an extended bench for the Titans, but. Um, I think I'd expect them to play, and I think it'll be a pretty tough game up front, especially with the amount of players. Um, sorry, with Miles and Bird backing up, um, you know, there's a number of players with Origin experience in there, and um, but I, I think the Knights will win a pretty close one. All right, next up, New Zealand Warriors taking on the Brisbane Broncos over there in New Zealand. Uh, this one, well, at home. At Suncorp, the Warriors put over 50 points on the Broncos. Admittedly, that was the start of their their, their great run of form. And Why I think, are they playing again so soon? I think the bye is the worst thing that could have possibly happened for the Warriors as well. Mm. I mean, they're on you know a good bit of form. You know, they beat some great teams and the Broncos. And um, this time, you know, it's it's certainly not going to be the same as last time. They're not going to put 50 on them. I can't see that happening. But the Broncos, you know, their Origin representation really does. Um, does factor a lot. I mean, if you were to remove Justin Hodges from the Broncos side, for example, mm. 
Yeah, immediately. Yeah, you've taken probably thirty percent of their try scoring potential out of their side. Um, then, you, then when you talk about you know you got tired guys in the side, you know, you know potentially like a uh, Gillett, Corey Parker, uh, Thide, you know, guys playing Origin. It's. I think Origin has a big impact on this game. I mean, I think the Warriors, uh, if they continue the form they've shown over the previous month, I think that they'll they'll win the game. I don't think it'll be about as bad as the last time they played, but I think it'll be um, probably about a twenty point win for the Warriors. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go that high, but um, if they can keep the form going that they've showed at the moment, I mean, I think they'll you know kind of be comfortable anyway. Uh, you know. Important thing for the Warriors is to start strongly. Um, you know, the Broncos are obviously only have, be able to get X amount of energy out of their forwards that are, are backing up from Origin. Um, they're going to want to try and blast them out pretty quick and get put a good start on the board. So if the Warriors can weather that early storm from the Broncos, maybe put some points on early, um, I think that'll set the tone and, and the Warriors will win fairly comfortably. Okay, next, North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks up there in Townsville. Interesting game, this one. I'm probably leaning towards the Sharks, to be honest. I don't think um, the Cowboys at uh, 1-300 Smile Stadium really injects a great deal of fear into their opponents these days. Um, you know, obviously JT and Matt Scott backing up from Origin. Um, and, and Paul Gallon, obviously, uh, for the Sharks, and as well as for Feeder. Yep, I just... <sighs> I'm definitely going to go the Sharks. I think they're, they're probably the more solid side. Certainly through the forwards, they'll be tougher. Uh, and I think they'll be able to contain the Cowboys' attack with the exception of JT. But he needs a fair bit of help there at the moment and he's not getting as much as you would expect uh, from his teammates so far this season. So, yeah, Sharks by a little bit. It's just that if the Cowboys are going to perform, it's going to be up there. I mean, in their last start with JT, they, uh, you know... They got the win, and yeah. JT looked good. Uh, if he continues that, you know, foreseeably, they're going to have too much attack for the Sharks. I mean, the Sharks are always a more defensive sort of outfit anyway, but uh, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, the, the Cowboys have been disappointment of the season, you know, one of the disappointments yeah, yeah. of the season. And, um, you know, the Sharks, but they've been setting the world on fire, but, you know, they've been, I guess, what, you know, solid-ish, you know, solid, I guess you could say, the best you sure. say for them. Fuck, it's a hard one, actually. Tigers, but... Who's the favourite in that game? I, I don't know who... I would suspect it would be uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, I would think if Thurston's on form, I think the Cowboys can get a win there. Uh, Monday night footbitch, Sydney Roosters taking on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles over there at uh, Allianz Stadium. Uh, a couple of points in this game. Fucking Manly sensational. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> the other point is Matt Chechen's refereeing this game. That's magnificent. East the win. Wow. Um, Glenn Stewart. Via Matt Chich and fucking us over. Glenn Stewart at uh, lock forward for the Seagulls. Still out of shape. Um, still doesn't want to play for his teammates. Um, you know, he's going to be expected to tackle the likes of Sonny Bill Williams. Um, and Luke O'Donnell, who, who's playing prop. Um, Jared Weir Hargraves makes his way back into the side after suspension as well. They get their halves back. I think the Roosters will be too strong for the for After the Eagles suspension, which came through after playing Manly last time. Yeah, <laughs> he might actually kill someone this time. Yeah, he, but he hopes, hopefully someone's instructed him that throwing punches actually gets you suspended now. Yeah, well, it is, it is letters, though. They can tell him all they want, but put on the spot. I'm, I'm sure he'll still throw punches. There's no doubt about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm probably leaning towards the Roosters. I think that, as I said, the 
over the last couple of weeks, it's it's clear that the Sea Eagles are uh, well past their use-by date. Um, they're like a piece of blue cheese rotting in the back of the fridge, and uh, you know they're being horribly exposed um, in recent times. And, and I think the Roosters will continue that trend. Absolutely ridiculous assessment there. I Manly like, still clearly the best side in the competition. I don't see I don't see any reason for that to change. To be perfectly honest, um, the Roosters are, are a good test. You know, not gonna not gonna lie, but um, you know, Monday night football, the team that's probably the outsider. There's always upsets happen there. Manly will start this game as the outsider, I would imagine. Um, I expect to see uh, Peter Hiku just you know tremendous, tremendous again. Um, Jorge, he's going to be stung by his omission and his opportunity to lift the trophy in game two of Origin. He's going to come out big and have an absolute fiesta all over these motherfuckers. Um, you know, Steve Matai, the machine that he always is. And I think uh, Glenn Stewart, this is the game where Glenn Stewart's going to come back into form and uh, show everyone what time it is and uh, why twos persist with him. And, uh, of course, that means mainly by 13-plus, of course, but um, we've got buys this week of the Bulldogs and the Eels, which I think is really... It's going to be really fucking refreshing for this weekend because, like, the Eels, there's a lot of bitching about the players yeah. getting sacked and sack Ricky and fuck Ricky and blah, 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 and Ben Roberts this and, you know, blah, all that, all that shit, Keating, oh, whinge, whinge, whinge. But then you've got the dogs as well. Just such bitter, bitter and spiteful they fan really base are. in general. And, They're uh, like Manly fans dressed in blue and white. They're like they're like manly fans with criminal records that whinge. <laughs> and that is full time for episode one twenty six. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, and we love we love the banter and the feedback and all that stuff uh, coming through. So keep it coming, guys. Um, we're on Facebook, of course, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Tell a friend, we're getting an influx of people coming to Facebook at the moment, so we're going to throw more stuff up on there. As you've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, we throw more stuff up there. So, uh, yeah, spread the word, hit the like button if you haven't done so, and, uh, yeah, hit the share and stuff like that on post. It all helps. Um, iTunes, we had a review this Just week. drop a line, say hello. Exactly, exactly. And we get people that do say that. Say hello quite. to your friends at This Week in League. Yeah, we get we get people to do that quite a lot as well, which is we'll great. Say hello back. And Glenn's not nearly as, Glenn's not nearly as insulting on Facebook and stuff as he is on, on, on the actual show itself. When it's one way traffic, he, you know, he obviously, you know, he gets he gets he gets some you know attitude and courage and everything like that. But when you, you know, when you can chat back to him, I've been accused so of being angry on Twitter. So how dare you? <laughs> well yeah, on Twitter you are. And so what about Facebook's... the last Twitter war we started? Or I started. Oh yeah. You had to, yeah. Yeah, don't tell me I'm not aggressive. That's yeah, a lie. That was that was actually very fucking aggressive. But that was Twitter, I said Facebook though. Facebook. No, Facebook. Facebook will try and keep it nice right. and tidy. Anyway, the review from BennyBoy001. Uh, they love the clock. Five stars. The only rugby league podcast where a new segment gets treated like a game of soggy biscuits. Picture this. Two guys, no pants, NRL news, a ticking clock. It's a race with a usually messy ending. I'm <laughs> liking the effort on the backgrounds of the podcast. These guys enjoy what they do, enjoy what they do hang shit on each other and others. They're good at it. If you love your NRL, you love these guys. P.S. That's got to be worth a shirt. P.P.S. Plug Glenn's sniffy nose with some tissues, please. Hash state trader. <laughs> we did actually get a bit of that last week. Yeah, I did have a bit of a... I still have a little bit of a sinus infection uh, going on, so I do apologise, but I don't know, you know. Don't apologise for delivering the free fucking yeah. goodness to people. God forbid that, you know, the free rugby league gold that you get to listen to, you have to listen to a couple of sniffles. <laughs> now we've got a, uh, a message through Facebook from uh, Jonathan Malotta 
uh, who was uh, DY, who gave us the review last week. So we put it out there and said, you know, make yourself known. And uh, so he just uh, sent us a message and said, uh, hope you guys are well. Thank you for reading out my podcast review the other day. Love your work. Thoroughly enjoy the podcast. Great new look also. Keep it up. So two reviews of the price of one. That's lovely. Uh, fantasy. Okay. In our uh, points group, Dane Lowe for PM. Again, number one. Killing it. Just 21 points. Oh, no. Sorry. Overall, 60. No. 58 points. Something. Yeah. Ahead of a number. El Ducho's Dopers. Cerberus in third, Sherwood Scorpions, Mighty Bulldogs, Seagull Assassins, Ross's Rascals, Toto's Terrors, Greendale Goblins, and Honor Blood Buzz rounds out the top ten. So from uh, first place to tenth place, it's quite it's quite a, a significant margin. It's about uh you know about four hundred and fifty. So so it takes a really bad round, I think, from one of these top guys to um you know if they keep going on with their average, I think they're uh pretty much uh, sorted they have to have some real shit weeks I guess round 18 for fantasy is the real, the real danger round that's the, the last of the big buy rounds yep and so if you got you know stuck with a certain certain players there you can get fucked over but I mean guys that are at the top like that like this Dane Lowe for PM side you know if they're maintaining their points and you know they got 12.47 this last round Jesus I think so that's yeah. impressive or maybe that's yeah yeah crazy anyway tipping the real Jedi maintains his place at the top. Now, because it's an Origin week, our tipping's not actually finished this week. The Origin game does count. But uh, at this stage, uh, even though he's only got two from four, everyone else in the top 10 only got two from four at best. So he's on top, four points ahead, 83. Voodoo Rocks second on 79. Tied with Williams, 277. Desi's Ducks on 78. Lin- I mean, there's some Manly fans in there. It's yeah. top three are Manly. Yeah. Lin- I don't know about Desi's Ducks. He could be. Yeah, it could be. It could be Doggies. Uh, Lynn on 78. Box who's, 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 who's manly boxcar Jason manly supporter seventy eight Aussie one 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 nine eight Dragons fan seventy eight Animal NZ manly fan seventy eight Troy Schroeder seventy eight is Canberra Canberra fan and Shell Geddes seventy seven so uh, it's uh, from from first point first to tenth it's uh, six points so that's a decent margin I mean you know it's not insurmountable but um, you know real Jedi four points at the top fucking doing it easy at the moment. And of course, the shop, we still have some stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, stubby coolers. So hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop because shit is going into clearance mode. We have limited stock of the Revelation shirt left. And so it's half price, 20 bucks. Grab yourself a Revelation shirt. Uh, and we want to get the new stock in of everything. I mean, new design, stubby coolers. I mean, because given that we changed the branding, we probably want to get everything on new stuff. So uh, if you spend over 50 bucks, we'll throw in a stubby cooler for free. And of course, new shirts coming. And in fact, I may have a potential design for one of the new shirts as you're listening to the show today. Oh, yeah. Just got, I may have to do feedback, and uh, I'm expecting something tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, you know, depending on how much feedback or how much changes uh, I need to make on the concept before I think it's ready to put out there, may actually be something. Sweet as, as the show. I like it. So it'll be good progress. Yeah. So that's it. Go New South Wales. Wrap up the series, one in a row, and the one in a row shirt, of course, will be uh, produced immediately. I'll hit go on the production of that shirt the second that the final hooter sounds. Don't know about game three. I look forward close to, to uh, profiting off the uh, proceeds of those shirts. <laughs> That's right, you're a regular Oscar Schindler. Shameless, no doubt about it. <laughs> All right then. Um, that's all we've got time for. Go the Tigers, the Aussie Battlers, trying to make their way in a tough, harsh world. Oh, and before we finish the show too, I have to say one thing as well. 
Tony Carroll was 2005. Thank you. Amen. I knew that the whole time, but I knew I was riding the lotty as well. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.